Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) Some Nate dog shit. (laughs) Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. This is number 257. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Took a week off. I'm playing week off. We're back. We're back to tell you for, to, for the love of God, vote. Didn't we not learn a lesson two years ago, everybody? You're near voting booth <laughs> on Tuesday. Step into it. Oh, and, and the day can't come soon enough for me. I mean, I'm sure for many people, but... Because you watch I, TV and stuff and go online. Like, I, I mean, I know I, what's going on. I know it's got to be insufferable. No, but, I, I rarely turn on the TV. I, I see a lot of things from clips of, from, like, CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all that through social media. I don't ever... I, I record Rachel Maddow's show. I don't listen to it every day, but I usually listen to it through the podcast. Every once in a while, she'll throw up some infomercials and I like, I don't know what she's talking about, but most times it's like, you don't really need the visual. Yeah. To to take in that show fully. But yeah, I mean, at the risk of sounding like a, a snowflake, I am like exhausted. Like, dude, it has to mentally be mentally exhausted. All of this shit. It has to and be insufferable. I've been, I've just been kind of skimming the surface this last week. I haven't been deep diving on issues. I haven't been reading all the stories and trying to keep up with everything. I what? kind of look over at a situation, and go, okay, I think I understand that fully, and move on. I don't need everyone's opinions to weigh in on this. Well, just like I was telling you guys in the pre-show talk. I'm listening to NPR earlier today, and <clears throat> they're talking about this this election cycle, this midterm cycle. They spent five billion five billion dollars has been spent by political candidates. That's more than a pre, than than is spent in a presidential election year. I mean, that's that's insanity. Five, think about that: five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. Maybe it took Donald Trump to remind us to pay attention every two years instead of every four. Is that the silver lining we can take from this? Maybe. Oh Well, in general, I mean, I, I think it just got more people paying attention. Wait, there's there's one every two years? Well, it's the thing. Like, I, I think a lot of people that sat out of the, the presidential race in 2016 just figured that the country was on the right track, right? That that Obama kind of lined everything up, and it's just going to coast no matter what. <laughs> and we're just going to continue to make uh, what, what one would consider progress. And progress only happens if you're constantly pushing for it. Well, but, know you know, you- but voting isn't enough. Okay, well, That's I apparently like- the message that the media wants to use to... Uh, well, I know it's a broad stroke, but some in the media want to use... I, I, to, I, I know I'm going to regret this. this. What is enough? Then. Well, anyway, it's all what, kinds what of things. What then, I mean, tell is like, enough. It's just a line used to talk about, you know, whatever form of activism that one can do. Get out there and make signs and march around or use your social media presence and confront your family members and 
try and, and sway others. Yeah, that works. Well, we know, we know. We're, <laughs> we're jaded old guys who all well, have our toes in the cynic pool. Well, look, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you two are like, you know, hey, yeah, do your duty, go out and vote, blah, blah, blah. Me, I'm just like, I have nothing to vote for. None of these people represent any of my concerns, nor do they care about any of my concerns. So why should I give them any of my fucking energy? Well, I am being hypocritical because I have an absentee ballot. The only thing I'm checking is the marijuana proposal. That's it. There's proposals I'll vote on. but well, That and the gerrymandering one. Proposal two. That's, yes, there's proposals I'll vote on, but that's it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fucking rubber stamping any of these jackasses. And I hate to say it, but I know it's like I'm middle class. I'll be generally unaffected, like whoever way. Because this is it's a government. It's a governor vote in Michigan. And generally in Michigan, if you're middle class. Whoever's in charge, it doesn't fucking matter. You're gonna pay the same amount of taxes. Well, that's yeah, what I'm well, it is the- true that like our vote in Michigan isn't going to go to uh, some sort of check on President Trump. Yeah, but the, and, but but our congressional ones could, and that's unfortunately where I'm like the least educated. I know Debbie Stabenow is up again, but I also know she's been like senator like our entire lives. And I know yeah, exactly. And I know she's going against up up against a black Republican. Like in Michigan, that's kind of a big deal. I don't, I don't is he part of the Blexit? The Blexit, or is he just a lifetime Republican? I know Kid Rock. Uh, endorsed him, so I'm sure he's an Uncle Tom. No. <laughs> uh, according according to his own words that I listened to a few days ago, um, an interview he did, he, despite his I support Trump 2,000% comment, which Obama had a fucking field day with when he was here, uh, he he said that he feels the Republican Party is the, is the, the party that is doing the most to uphold everybody's rights that's an American citizen instead of just special interest groups or protected groups or whatever the fuck. But he, like, it was weird because you say you're behind Donald Trump 2,000%. That paints you into a certain corner. And then you say basically, well, I'm just going with the Republican Party right now because I feel at the moment they're the ones that are getting it the most right, which makes it sound like he could flip at any time. And... Oh, I think it's a clever way of walking that line. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's politicking. It's the art oh, it's, of yeah, talking loud and saying nothing. He set himself up for in five years when he comes to turns a Democrat. No, I'm black. I was just playing. Well, I mean, I from a I get I guess well, that's what Kanye a, said this week, basically. <laughs> from a oh, right. from a from a strategic point, didn't Bernie Sanders do that with the Democratic Party? You know, sometimes he's a Democrat, sometimes yeah. he's an independent. And, it, you know, everybody knew. I'm a Democrat. Yep. When I run for president, I have to run as a Democrat because if I have that I by my name, I'm not taken seriously. So I, I, may, I don't know. Maybe that's what that guy is trying to do or at least act like, you know, that could happen. But once again, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not. I. I we talked about this a, a few episodes ago. It makes sense to vote in your own best interest, but I can't vote for the people that are claiming they have my best interest at heart with a good conscience, but I can't vote for the other side because they just don't give a fuck about me, period. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And it's like, okay, fuck everybody then. I don't care. Show me someone who, who, who even can fake empathy that they give a shit about anybody but some group that they feel is going to 
put them over the top in the election. I think Barry had his fool that he cared. Oh, yeah, 2008. I bought into it. Totally bought into it. But, you know, by the time 2012 rolled around, it was the same old... Do I vote for this Mormon jackass with his magic underwear? Or do I vote to, you know, keep in the idiot who fucking sold us down the river and fucked us over with the health care when he backed off instead of saying, no, I am getting single payer and that's all there is to it. You don't like it? Eat a fucking dick. Hey, you never go back. We didn't. We had to. We were made to go back legally. <laughs> there was a term limit. Well, yeah, but clearly there's a better choice for you right i mean it, neither is a good choice but there's there's lesser two evils which is pretty much what uh, right i guess that's what i'm trying I don't to speak to for arian yeah. but that's what i did in 2016 i was like yeah give me the right <clears throat> give me the the shit sandwich instead of the giant douche yeah like, if you're asking me to make I, a choice between these two fuckheads Give me this one. Well, if they care so much about the uh, quote-unquote working person, then why are, why do all these Democrats, the only unions they support are unions that are not going anywhere? You know, Teamsters, United Auto Workers. Why don't they ever support up-and-coming unions in other industries? Oh, that's right, because they don't have 100-plus years of, of, of support and, and pipelines built into the union, so they don't give a shit. So don't tell me how much you care for the working person when you do nothing for the working person. And, and don't try to act like you're not pandering to one group of people more than another. It, I, it's horse shit. I, I, why can't a politician get up there and go, everybody's individual rights. The government should only treat you as an individual. Period. End of story. And we, we all have, under these laws that we've passed, the same rights. If your rights are being violated, we'll do something about it. No, let's make more laws. Let's legislate more bullshit. Let's make this illegal. Let's like make this. I'm just not with that, man. You can't legislate yourself to freedom. And it's it's not like I'm talking about one party more so than the other. They're, they both are guilty of it at this point. They're both like just the worst fucking girlfriends one of your boys has ever dated in their life. The minute they get to something, they don't like shut it down. Can we go home? All your friends want to do is get drunk and get high, and then my eyes hurt from the smoke. And, and just then go home, bitch. Let us have fun. That's, both parties are just fucking party poopers at this point. And I'm supposed <laughs> to vote for one of these idiots? Why? Because one's more socially progressive? How does that help me? Since everybody's got their hand out going, what about me? I guess it's my chance. What about me? And when I'm told, eh, don't worry about it, you're good. Oh, okay, all right. Saying someone who doesn't e who isn't even fucking aware of my situation just because of the, the the nature of what I don't I don't I don't fuck the same gender as as me I I don't I don't fall within the skin tone that puts me in the oppressed group Get the fuck out of here it's just horse shit man and we fall for it every time because it's the only that you're absolutely right Chris turd turd sandwich or or giant douche that's it that's that's the only choices we ever have yeah. And okay, so nobody's voting then. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll vote. On, I'll vote on. I mean, we could we could talk about the well, propositions. The gerrymandering proposition isn't just limited to Michigan, even though it is on the Michigan ballot. That's something that needs to, that needs to be fixed quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like no po political party should have the say so over how the, the the congressional districts are drawn up. Get my prop eighteen on like a motherfucker. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so you, but use that as an example then. Don't you think that there's one party that is more in favor of this reform than the other? From my, from what I've seen, it's clearly Democrats are the only ones talking about it, except for in the rare instances when it's worked against Republicans in in isolated areas. This is a, a dem, it's Democrats that you have to thank for getting that issue on the ballot. Okay. Congratulations on doing your job for a change. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? Look, I am not disputing any of your uh, dispersions of Democrats. All I'm saying is to throw away your opportunity to to vote is extremely short-sighted. And I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to exercise that. Uh, surely it's, it's never going to be some some perfect candidate that represents you in, in all ways and you are super hyped about, but it, you got to pick someone, right? It's true. Then you're letting other people make the choice like, for you. Right. Well, I, I, I in my get, mind, what is the reading. point in my, in my mind, what is the point of going? Okay. So there's one issue I agree with. There's multitude of issues. I don't, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Sit down and write a pro-con list? Like, I'm trying to figure out, you know, am I going to stay with my main chick or go with my side chick? If that's what maybe it takes. Yeah, I mean, why? Look, if you look at one side and go, there's almost nothing that I identify with, and then you look at the other side and then you go, there's a little bit here that I identify with. Well, I mean, I, I wish that those weren't your two choices, but they are, and that's the reality. So I, if you just don't vote on either one then then you're just fucking yourself over i mean why not why not vote for this the the side that you somewhat identify with right if you want to see progress in certain issues and there's people in this party that represent that well then maybe that's what your vote is representing you know you want to see progress on personal freedoms well which side is representing that better what, what issue? What issue are we talking about? To my gun ownership, it's I'm not, not the Democrats. Any specific, talking about, I'm, I'm talking, talking about very abortion, generally. Not, but if you want Republicans, I well, that's why I'm using the general term because it's uh, it wasn't a Republican or Democratic thing. Both of them have their own perception of personal freedom, and you know, if all I'm saying is that on on issues that are important to you, like this gerrymandering thing. There are clear supporters on one side or the other, and that should give you a clue as to where you should be throwing your vote. Even if you're doing it while holding your nose, you are still doing your part to influence change in the country for the the change that you want to see. I understand, and I get where you're coming from. I guess I'm just... I, I, you know, I, I heard you're an frustrated, interview... frustrated, and I, I, know. I I heard an interview the other day that... that, that I wish I could remember who it was with exactly because it, to me it was like boom, that's it, that's all, that right there, that explains how I feel. This guy, he, and he's one of these political strategists that I don't know his party. He doesn't wear his party on his sleeve. He could be a Republican, could be a Democrat, could be an Independent. I don't know. But he said flat out, he said the right has made such a hard turn to the right. They've turned off moderate, centrist, whatever you want to call it, and the left has done the same thing. Because the right did that, and they're turning off moderates. So there is a whole chunk of this country that's going, 
can you two stop fighting about like what 5% of this fucking country is worried about? And can we get to like, you know, the major issues we need to tackle here? Yeah. Like, hey, remember the rest of us? And, well, and it's, it's a, it's a valid point. It's never brought up because you can't bring it up. If you bring it up, Oh, that's dog whistle racism. You're trying to change the subject. Stop trying to dictate the narrative. Oh, I'm sorry. Only you can do that. Right. My bad. I forgot. Only you can change the subject when it's going to, you know. By the way, I'm talking to the politicians who do this shit. Right. I'm talking, that's what I'm referring to as the you, not us or the listeners. And that's horseshit. And no one calls them on it. And everyone says the same thing. It's the lesser of two evils. But what's the end result? You still end up with evil. That's how come this, this whole well, walk away but, but shit. But what's the positive the- result of you not voting? It. If it if it nothing changes when I vote and nothing changes when I don't vote for me for the better, what's the point of me voting? The, trying, the possibility. <laughs> well, just like any relationship, it takes two to tango. And our this government this isn't a fucking relationship, though, Rich. You're talking about those politicians gov- like they owe you something. Uh, yeah, they fucking do. They're no, they our, they are our fucking employees. Do you not understand no. that? I understand that. We you, fucking yes. hired them and fired yeah, them. Not, they're not them they're fucking mates. responsible to us. Don't give me that shit. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you serious? Come on, Aaron. You're yeah, not fucking, fucking brainwashed. I know it. What do you mean fucking brainwashed? We're talking about me expressing a basic right as an American to vote. It's never going to be a perfect vote. It's never going to be for the guy who I think is going to make all the change that I want to see in this country. Yeah, and to say but it's oh, going to like something. they owe you something. They fu- yes, they fucking do. They are our employees. They are public servants. What don't you understand about that? It's your attitude of they don't owe us anything that allowed them to continue to get away with this shit. I'm dealing with the reality of the situation as it is. Well, I, good for you, I guess. I don't know what else to fucking say. But what's the reality of the situation? Reality of the situation is... And shit ain't changed. It's only gotten worse. So let's keep doing the same thing and hoping for something different. Okay. Uh, what is it? the same thing is voting? Yes. For the, in, <laughs> so, using so, the, same, the same tired lines I've heard since the first election I can remember. I voted for the lesser of two evils. Well, I didn't really like either candidate, but one candidate, you know, there was a couple issues I agreed with him on or her on. So really, why can't? What is so wrong with wanting to demand better candidates? Uh, nothing. What is so wrong with when, 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 well, it's, it, it, it how just, can you be taken it, it seriously really as demanding better matter. candidates if you don't vote though? I always think that the, the solution to this, and it, it sounds like I'm being smart assical. I kind of am. But at the same time, I really do, like, if you had an option for none of these people, like, that would, if at, if at some point, like, the country could go, that, that none of these could win in a general, in some kind of election. I, I would totally get on board with yes. that, because then you would have a number. You would go, okay. Uh, wow, 60% yeah. of people who voted said none of these people. Shit. <laughs> right. You, when know? you start seeing, like, large numbers going, I wasn't satisfied with either of these candidates. Then you have the the ability for somebody, some other party to actually have some power. I mean, it would, I'm not satisfied with the, the two party system that we have, but it is the system that we have. And 
I'm not exactly comfortable going, well, I'm just going to abstain until uh, the system changes to fit my needs. Meanwhile, the Republicans run the country and see how that goes. And my problem with that, because I agree with you on what you just said, my problem with it is this. If you'd go, I'm going to vote for who I actually believe in. I'm going to vote for a third-party candidate, whatever the fuck, an independent candidate. Inevitably, what happens? That candidate draws votes away from another candidate. Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing it said? In, in, in 92, it was, we'd have had four more years of Daddy Bush if Ross Perot hadn't ran. It did interrupt his daughter's wedding. I mean, it's, there's always, it's always, well, if people didn't vote for Jill Stein, we would have had President Hillary Clinton. Well, yeah. you know what? Instead of blaming the voters for voting for who they fucking want, get better candidates. Get people who want to vote for these people, that, that, make, that make people want to vote for them. I, don't, I didn't agree with everything Bernie Sanders said, but you know what he did? He at least went out there and fucking addressed issues that needed to be fucking addressed, that no other candidate was touching. I'd love in a presidential primary to just have the option of none of these people, to have the option of none of the above. Nope. No, none of these losers. Well, you know, uh, runoff voting is kind of similar to that, where you, you actually rank, you have num- a number of candidates, and I don't, I don't know if this could work in a president, certainly not in a two-party presidential system like we have. But, you know, if you have multiple candidates, you rank them on how, like, how much you would like to see them be in office, and if no one candidate gets a, a majority, then it, I don't know, it goes through all this numbers thing. I, I, I don't know the exact details of it, but it seems to work very well in some places. Yeah, and every time it's brought up here, the usual suspects, a.k.a. the people who are in power and have figured out how to manipulate the system to stay in power, come out with, oh, that'll never work here. Why? Well, because we say it's never going to work here. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad that... The, the two candidates who are going to benefit the most from the way the system's set up have decided no other system will work. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? It's funny how that works, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of like letting the inmates run the asylum, and then you wonder why it looks like a fucking well, a nut you, house. You know, Rich, you are absolutely right that the more important thing to vote on in our ballot here in Michigan is the gerrymandering. Is our, that's the only way that we're going to keep our votes mattering in any way and i do sympathize with uh your unwillingness to participate in any of the other candidates that are running to, to vote for anyone i but the way i see it is that trump is is leading a small but powerful movement of people that want to drastically reshape this country and that's like it's like he's this monster like looming over the city and all the citizens are watching him like chucking rocks and shit like it's not going to do anything you know you you you're not going to stop him with this shit and here i am standing with a rock in my hand knowing that it's probably just going to bounce right off of him but am i going to throw that rock anyway or am i just going to stand there and let myself be trampled i'm going to give it a shot maybe one of these rocks does some does some critical damage maybe the combined power of all these small rocks is actually enough to take this asshole down and you know i would i was totally for voting third party prior to this but trump is a different beast this isn't the choice between you know, uh, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. This is a, 
a choice of whether do you actually believe in what the Constitution stands for, or do you believe in some sort of fucking blood right, you know, uh, land handed to you by God bullshit about this country that you belong here? That yeah. I, that's what. But I can understand why Rich would think, "Fuck throwing that rock." I'm just. I'm not going to waste that energy. I'm going to figure out how to save my own ass. You know what it is? I, here's, Your ass here's, is gone anyway. I mean, like, here's, here's the honest This is like, I'm just going to get one last masturbation session in before I die. Instead like of that, sucking my rock. You like that fossilized dude? They found it, Pompeii, that had his dick in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down. I'm going down pounding. Exactly. Going Man, down pounding. That, that's some dedication when the lava's coming towards your ass, and you're like, I got to get this nut first. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> to not even stop, to just die with your hand wrapped around your cock, that is, whew. That's a baller I mean, move. I, I, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, when it comes to masturbation, I'm a connoisseur, but God damn, I think I would even stop at that point. <laughs> well, even if it was just some kind of, uh, you know, natural reaction, like most people hold their hands up and try and shield their face. That was his first inclination. It was like, my junk! He's going to right to the cock. <laughs> That's the Ron Jeremy of Pompeii right there. No, you can't take it from me. No, look, I, look. And, and yeah, I got heated about it because I, I, this, that is an issue that I do get heated about. And I'm sorry for getting as heated as I was, but I'm not sorry for what I said because I do feel that politicians need to understand you work for us. We hire you. We fire you. It's not the other way around. We're not here to make you rich. You're here to keep the government going and to better the lives of the people that hired you. And yes, I have. Just like in, like you said, you want to throw the, you want to be like the, the Palestinians staring down a tank and throw a rock at it. I, I admire the moxie, and in a way, I'm envious of it. Just like I'm envious of, of, of I guess, Christians or, or anybody of any strong faith that they're like, nope, I'm, oh. my faith will oh. get me through. Now I'm personally offended, Rich. Okay, wow. I was trying to. So <laughs> you just, you just can. You just compared my beliefs to religion. I'm going to have to rethink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, faith no, that's is a low blow. Faith is, a, faith is a luxury, isn't it? I mean, if I, don't, I don't think I'm speaking from a, a place of faith. No, no, uh, I'm faith, talking about faith itself. And I think, yeah. that, I think that, 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 that I just, I guess I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if envious is the right word. Like I just don't have, I just don't have it in me to be like I, I, I gotta keep, I gotta keep fighting no matter what. I gotta keep. There's, there's no fight to be won here. I mean, I, well, you know, actually, Rich, what you're saying is, uh, I know it's kind of joking about being offended, but it's actually when I took a beat to think about it, it's actually quite true because the state is the, the new religion. You know, we've kind of talked about this before. The the idea of governments replacing religions in the common belief in in collective human minds. So, I mean, in that way, I guess that is my religion, you know. I do believe in this country. <laughs> like, not just in a way like, yes, I believe it exists. Like, I I believe in certain things that, that I believe it stands for. Yeah, so I, I, guess, I guess it is a faith. You know, that, that, I, I think you're absolutely right. That is what we're talking about, my faith in the system. 
and your lack of faith in the system. But see, and then there's that little bit of nagging in the back of my mind because I'll still go out and vote on, on certain proposals. Because maybe if those, maybe if we can elicit well, change yeah, yeah, a tiny, a tiny bit. I mean, a a single, just a drop of water falling on a rock over a million years will wear the rock down. Well, I I understand that. Like with the gerrymandering, if that if if, if proposal two passes, we're probably not going to see the results from that for decades. But the way it's going now is horseshit. What is it, every ten years they redraw the districts, and the party in power basically decides how the districts are redrawn. Yeah, horseshit. Neither party should have that say so. Yeah, I mean this used to be kind of a you know, a few years ago. This was. Uh kind of a fringe issue. I think more people are starting to understand what it actually means. And it, maybe it's just for lack of having it described well, but basically you can just think of it as the party in power gets to look at the district and carve up its own voting districts in a way that guarantees them future elections. Exactly. And see, that's how... It would be as if the, Trump could sit in his office right now and go and decide how many uh, um, how many votes for president each state is going to get. You know, they're, they're delegates. <laughs> You're like, you know what? California has too many delegates. Let's take some of those delegates and we'll put them in Iowa and Texas. California has now one delegate. Right. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what they're doing with this gerrymandering. Absolutely, and it was something that when it would be brought up, and you're absolutely right on this, uh, even five, ten years ago, a lot of people go, I don't really know what that is. And th this is a thing that's existed for, I don't even know how long, it seems like a hundred years now. I mean, that, that I've been alive all those hundred years, but it, it, it seems like it goes back that far. This is not like a new thing. No, not at all. And uh, the scary part is, is... In my mind, why did it take like people along the lines of John Oliver and you know people like that, the newsertainment people, to 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 do stories on this? What? Hello, there's no mainstream media that you know they could be like, hey, we could just can we? I understand we're not going to lead with it, and we can bury it at the end, but can we just like bore people with like informative news for like five minutes at the end of the broadcast tonight? It's not sexy. No, nope, nope, can't happen. Can't happen. You can't make a hashtag out of it. You can't put it on Instagram. Here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. John Oliver, a few other people started talking about it. Other news sources picked up on it. Now it's on the ballot. Boom. That's proof right there. People, if you do inform them, even if it's against their fucking will, even if they're going, no, we want more Jersey Shore and TMZ, shut up and eat this fucking information because you're fucking a bunch of ignorant asses. Yeah, a lot of people will spit it back out, but a lot of people will chew and swallow. And that, that's why I feel strongly about, you know what, I'll go vote on that proposition. I mean, I feel strongly about the marijuana proposition, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> Those are purely selfish reasons. <laughs> you know, I just want to be able to buy a bag and I have to worry about, you know, doing jams for six months if I get pulled over for two grams, so... Yeah, I'd like to think that even if I wasn't a pot smoker, I would be passionate about this issue because it's a basic personal freedom issue. Well, yeah, and it's also, I mean, that's how we have a we have a a, a a station I found just by pure accident and boredom when I was driving. 
nine ten a.m. and it's I the superstation. Think, I think it's a predominantly black talk station, and they had an older and. I turned it on. I had no idea about the ages of the hosts. Um, you could obviously tell by their voices and how they were d- addressing certain subjects that they were black. And this lady who was hosting the show was like, if this legal marijuana for recreational use passes in the state of Michigan, it's going to make the crack e- epidemic look like nothing. And I about oh, drove my please. car off the road laughing my ass off because I'm like, you have to be shitting me. Of all the drugs legal or illegal right now if we could only pick one to legalize marijuana makes the absolute most sense from a logical and reasonable standpoint yeah it wouldn't be alcohol it wouldn't be cigarettes i mean those are the two most dangerous drugs we have besides (laughs) what heroin and, and 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 people not knowing what's in it I mean, you know, there's so many reasons why that's a piss poor comparison. I mean, besides just comparing the two drugs, the impact of those drugs and what those drugs meant. I mean, the crack epidemic was an epidemic, not really because this drug was doing any more harm than any other drug had the potential to do. Ultimately, it was the violence and the gang uh, activity that was that that, that was part it. of it. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what made this this horrible epidemic. You know, I I would bet you more people died from being wrapped up in that shit and and just catch a stray bullet than actually OD'd on and, and managed to stop their heart on crack. Yeah, despite all the you know dare uh, propaganda of you know oh yeah one hit and your heart can explode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Look, cool. It's it's not good for you, and it's not good if you want to have like stable relationships and jobs and shit. Sure, and it, you know it. There's no doubt it can ruin your life, but <clears throat> if you actually just do a modicum of research about this, you'll find out how much of the epidemic that was uh, trumped up from our from our childhoods was just utter bullshit. It was just that government propaganda. That's how come looking back at my parents when they when when I think of the the drug talks that they felt they needed to have with me. First of all, I should have started everyone with when they're like, I need to talk to you about drugs, I should have been like, what do you want to know? Because <laughs> you don't know shit. Right. You're talking out your fucking ass. Right. You know I mean even even the crack baby thing. I mean, I remember that from when I was a kid. They were talking about crack babies. These, these mothers get addicted to crack. They have unprotected sex. They have these kids. The kids are born addicted to crack. Um, not possible. You know, it is possible to because you share a bloodstream, basically, that, yeah, that baby's going to get some of that crack. It's, there's no cases of babies being uh, addicted to crack or being born underweight because of uh, the mother smoked crack. I mean, again, it's just not a good idea. But the government doesn't seem to think that not a good idea is a strong enough message to actually make us do anything. Well, when I talk to my younger friends, they are constantly amazed at the lies that we were told. And we were told this as if it was the word of God himself handed down to Moses, put on the tablets, brought from the top of the mountain. Lies like... Oh, drug dealers? Yeah, they'll hold you down and inject you with drugs to get you addicted to them. No, they don't do that. Oh, drug dealers? 
They'll give you free drugs to your hook. Yeah. And then Where's the price goes up. First one, free bullshit that we heard <laughs> when I was growing up. I never, never got any shit free. Not once. You know how you get free you know how you get free drugs? You have a vagina. Yeah. That's how you get free drugs. You can suck off the dealer, you get free drugs. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell you that in dare. But yeah, all these horse shit stories and you know, oh well, you know, marijuana will make you think you can fly off the top of a building. I, sorry to just No, that's acid. Well, also, but no, no, they told me marijuana in Dare when I was going to, to Muir Junior High. I think because it was in Milford, it, they were probably like, we got to scare these upper middle class kids, not realizing that I was a poor kid that snuck in via marriage. And I'm like, that's bullshit. And the other thing they that's- don't realize, too, is like, don't they realize they just taught us what drugs look like with Dare? Like, that's really what the drug education was. Oh, so this is what weed looks like. Cool. <laughs> okay. Children, this is this is a this is a also marijuana, also known as a lid. Pass right. it around, uh, children. I'm gonna need that marijuana back. And everyone's sitting there like, oh, I don't know where it's at. But no, seriously, <laughs> not to bite Bill Bill Hicks. What but weed? Did didn't he fucking bring it up? Okay, if you think you can fly, why not try to take off from the ground? What kind of asshole goes to the top of a building and jumps off? We mm. didn't lose a fucking cure for cancer. Oh fucking well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he was an idiot before he got high. Is basically what he's saying, and I can't yes. disagree with that. I mean, I, it's the old Bill Cosby routine. What, what's the big deal about cocaine? It enhances your uh, your personality. Yeah, but what if you're an asshole? That's it. That's it's right there. That's it. What right? if you like to put roofies in drinks and rape women. See, I go to parties and any drink I see sitting around, I just drink up because I'm worried about protecting our women. So I'm just like, if there's any free drugs in here, you're not getting them. i got i got your back ladies meanwhile i'm passed out in the bathroom getting a train ran on me by the sisters from fucking uh, from shawshank wake up in the morning my butt hurts well that jack daniels tore me a new asshole but yes i but do you okay so getting back to what what, the whole thing is one 9 10 a.m in detroit some of the best unintentional comedy i've heard on radio ever oh yes yeah uh this these are not like this wasn't like this wasn't like Medea's church hour on nine ten. This was these were these were besides that statement, people that appeared to be very progressive and grounded in reality. And I'm like, this is the shit that this bit's being fucking told about this. Like, oh, this is gonna break families up, and and, and parents are gonna abandon their children over weed, over some weed, <laughs> like. Like, like, how deep of the fear Kool-Aid do you have right. to drink to believe that? Well, let's start with the idea that how much do you think that Michigan, if this passes per capita, how much do you think weed consumption is going to go up? No, I would guess like stay the same. One, 1% because you'll have the experimenters. But this is just, it's not like, it's not like somebody's going, now I can finally smoke. Yeah. All the weed I want. Like, you know, no. Like someone's going to be like, hey, marijuana's legal now. Well, I guess it means I should start smoking it. No, right. if you've been smoking People weed. make yeah. fucking if, minimum wage and smoke all the weed they want. Yeah. If you're smoking all weed, you're smoking weed. <laughs> Prop 18 passing ain't changing that. If you didn't all smoke you do, weed before Prop 18, you're still not smoking weed. All we're changing 18. in Michigan is we're taxing it. 
Yeah. Like making it legal, we're taxing it. Maybe we're taking it. I mean, like a little bit out of the, the hands of, uh, you know, gangs, whatever. I, it's such a small just move portion on to of even, even just your average nonviolent drug dealer is probably not going to cry over not having to sell dime bags of weed anymore. No, because those stores it's will not- have to close. Close at some point, and they're going to be like, "It's four in the morning." They're tr- out. They're going to shift hours a little bit. Yeah. Right. When, that's it. When if the stores, if the, if the law says the store's got to just to throw a number out there, if the law says the store's got to be closed by ten o'clock at night, and they can open up at seven in the morning, between ten and seven, that's when weed dealers are going to be roaming the streets. And yep. most weed dealers are as benign as a little kitten. They're they're pussies. It's not. Like, it's not like weed dealers are oh, like. Yeah. Yo, I'll be killing lots of motherfuckers over my weed, man. Right. That ain't how it works. Right. I mean, we've had a pseudo a pseudo legal system in place for over a decade now, right? And it's I haven't seen one uh dispensary get shot up. No. Ever. And they're in the hood. Right. Them, the churches I mean, and, and the parties or not parties, them and the churches are the most protected places in the hood. Right. Like, don't fuck up my dispensary, man. I get good deals from them, man. You yeah. fuck it up, I'm fucking you right. up. Fuck the weed I mean, spot up. Also, it, inside of Detroit, I mean, all they really did was go, oh, let's just buy a storefront and take our corner operation and go sell it out of the storefront until somebody fucks with us. And then we'll go back to the corner until we get another storefront. Well, see, and, and now, now, that to me would have been a more valid criticism of on nine ten of the weed situation. Kind well, of like yeah, that was that's a valid uh, criticism of what was in place in Michigan. <coughs> Sorry, uh, well, like until they Killer started was, all this reform. Yeah, like when Killer Mike was on Bill Maher and he said, "Look, you know, here's the deal: black folks and weed go together like peanut butter and chocolate. All right, like it's two great tastes taste great together, mm-hmm. and we need to get in on the ground floor on this shit because this is our shit. This is this is this is a this is an industry." That we can get on the ground floor, floor, know what we're talking about, and thrive in. Right. You know, and the fact that they're being kind of, you know, blocked out by, and here's the problem with legalizing it. Here comes the over-regulations of everything. And you know eventually it's going to happen. It's going to be like, oh, well, you know, you can open your stores in the hood, but Livonia, we're not having any black own dispensaries in Livonia? Are you kidding me? Get that shit out of here. By the way, Livonia is a very wannabe, now wannabe bougie, but at one point, not not too distant past, a very bougie suburb the of Detroit. Fuck does the, really? Get the fuck out of here. You're working class. Sick the rest of us, Livonia. Shut up. Uh, it's like okay. Roseville. Hey, we're it's an be aging now. population in the city, though. Well, I mean, the point the 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 point is is that Livonia was known as a you know not a good area to be driving while black in for decades, and having dealt with a few Livonia cops. What are those cities you drive around? If you're black, yeah, if you can avoid it, and having dealt with or you know driving a hoopty, right? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) maybe not exactly driving legal, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's so. It's already got that, you know, that mindset. So yeah, that's that's something to worry about. That's a, to me, that's a valid concern. Like, yeah, we're going to be boxed out 
by, you know, oh, well, the wrong type of people are owning these places in the wrong neighborhoods. You know, if you want to own it in the hood, that's fine. You want to own it in Inkster, you want to own it in Detroit, that, that's, that's fine. Not I mean, in our neighborhoods. You got to go to 8 Mile if you want to go to the Titty Bar, right? It's no different, really. And there's <laughs> 8 Mile, there's like a 3-mile stretch of Telegraph and Michigan Avenue. Those are the... <laughs> That's for the main, yeah. If you want, if you want, if you want the good lap dances, you want the the, <laughs> yeah. the, the hooker. I mean, stripper to do the nasty stuff. Those are the ones you go to. Yeah, yeah. Not that any of us know anything about that firsthand. This is all <laughs> wild speculation on our part, by the way. Strip. I have no bar? idea. <laughs> it's take, a stripped down bar. They take their clothes studs? off there. What? <laughs> what, what what happens? You don't really do. You, do we have any shit like north of the eight mile though? Like I know south. If you keep going well, you south, get to Port Huron, River, you got the Vu. You'll hit like Henry the Eighth, where you'll see like yeah, you know, nasty overweight chicks. <laughs> the C section scar that looks like Leatherface and his chainsaw gave her the operation. There's the traffic yeah. light in Mount Clemens. Oh, is if, there? I didn't know you, that Mount Clemens had a, a strip joint. Oh yeah. If you if you go into the thumb area, there's one strip club I know of, and the reason I know of it is because I, I have an ex from that area, and that strip club is legendary for the one legged stripper that has worked there for like 20 years. And I'm like, that's what that's your claim to fame. That's the strip club with the one legged stripper. So that's what you get when you get outside of the, the city. That's <laughs> the quality of strippers you get. Wait, I have questions. Like, does she, does she have a does she have a prosthetic? Off is that part of her act? Is removing the prosthetic? Can I, I touch the stump? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get some dude with a stump fetish in there. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I never went in there. I just the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, all right. It's like when someone first time, went, hey, you want to go snipe hunting? I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm not falling for that shit. And then everyone yeah, was like, let me go no. Grab my bacon <laughs> everyone was like, no, dude, for real. There's a one-legged stripper in there. Like, we've been in there. It's the only strip club in this area. That's where you go for the bachelor party if you want to go to a strip club and you're from this area. And I'm like. That's that's the gag uh, strip that you get for the bachelor then is the one-legged chick? I guess. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine her pole tricks are limited. She only's got one leg to wrap around yeah, it. They got to be a limited. I mean, what do you dance to? Is it always jump around? <laughs> I don't know. I can jump around to show support for her fellow. Christ. To, show, to show support for her fellow amputees, she only dances to Def Leppard. What? <laughs> <laughs> And now, welcome to the stage, Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> like, when she's had a bad week or her prosthetic, you know, she puts on weight, she's got to go back to her wooden one with a kickstand and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've never met the lady. She could be the nicest lady ever. I just... I know she's been here for 20 years, probably not the youngest stripper in the joint. Uh, well, it's, it's close, because first time I heard about it was... 99 so only one year away from that <laughs> i'm like uh okay but yeah i like i said getting back to the seriously there are more serious concerns in my mind with recreational marijuana becoming legal if it does 
which if it doesn't, I want a recount. <laughs> I'll, do it, I'll do it myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll sit down with the, with the in the hanging chads and put it up to the light. Oh, this is oh a, yeah. No, if this proposal was a, a candidate, that candidate would be like strutting like Mick Jagger right now. Uh, I think that I don't think anyone thinks that this is not going to pass at this point. Well, the, the only people I really see voicing a lot of discontent at the idea, to be honest with you, are online. And when you go to their, their, their profiles or their Facebook page, it's like, oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, you're solidly in the baby boomer camp. You're old. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of worries me because they do vote. They do vote. Yeah, but that's where the hippies started. Yeah, yeah but the hippies sold out and became yuppies, man. That's why I'm just like all these, all these, you know, all these so politically woke activists and all this shit that are in the millennials. I'm like, someone will name your price soon. You'll sell out. You'll suck Satan's cock. We all do. One way or the other. Either that or you'll, you'll die young or you'll die in prison. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just how it are works. you going to start doing motivational speeches, Rich? Yeah, me and Tony Robbins. <laughs> I'm going to surf in on his front teeth. <laughs> I don't know. I I think that there's, I think it's going to pass because there's a lot more people that agree with like uh, Rick Steves, who uh, I guess is a popular travel writer, has a show on PBS. I wasn't aware of him until he the disco started, getting, started getting involved in uh in the marijuana issue, but he's not a smoker and he's just basically like, this is just a personal freedom that, that people shouldn't be restricted from doing. Like show me why people shouldn't, should be restricted from smoking marijuana is basically his stance. Unless you can't, then this should be legal. Exactly. It, I, to me, it's, it's just like the gay, the, the, the gay marriage issue. <clears throat> I don't have to, I don't have to be gay or want to get married to know that, if you want to get married, you should have every right to. Or like prostitution. I will probably never pay for sex, but I don't have an issue with people who do, and it should just be legal. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, as long as everybody's consenting, the problem, the problem with that is, and you get people who are like, they, I, I don't know, they watch too many of these, like, you know, murder porn shows like Dateline or 48 hours human trafficking. And I feel like yeah. there's a preemptive strike against legal, anybody bringing up legalized prostitution because more and more I'm seeing my conservative friends and family bring up, you know, human trafficking for the sex industry. And I'm like, uh, as a musician, I musicians and, and, and strippers tend to go together. And I was pretty involved or not involved i won't say but i like peripherally i was standing next to that world for a decade and mm. I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of like bitch get in there and make my money you know what i'm saying it was usually uh right. well you know, and, you know where's human trafficking happening it's not happening in las vegas yeah somehow i doubt the moonlight bunny ranch is full of people that were kidnapped from fucking ukraine or some shit right unless they got girls they're hiding there i've seen a tv show and all those girls look pretty thrilled to be there. Yeah, it's usually more like, this is way better than waiting tables. Exa exactly. Or exactly. fucking trying to walk the streets somewhere. Yeah. Or having a 
having a real pimp. I know that like people referred to uh, what's his name, uh, guy, and he just died recently. Oh, Dennis Hoff. Talking? Dennis Hoff. Yeah, you're talking about oh, America's pimp, and he's a pimp and pimp. Yeah, okay. Technically, I guess he's a pimp, but. I, I didn't hear any reports of him smacking bitches around or nope. holding anyone against their will. No, you can't leave the bunny ranch. You work for me. He was a job now, creator. Get out there and earn. It's bottom line. <laughs> he was a job creator. Defend his character like he was. So he is. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you, but he's the one job creator most Republicans wouldn't touch to defend with a 10-foot Yeah, pole. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could, you could be Bernie Madoff, and they'll still have something good to say about you, but Dennis Hoff? No, I can't. I can't defend that. No. Unless Trump, if Trump does a rally at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, you will see evangelical Christians singing the praises of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. That's how convinced I am of his cult of personality with these people. And that's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of something that when we were talking about you know the, the two-party system, I kind of feel like the more I, the, the more I think about it, Trump was kind of like an independent that just ran in and took over a party that was willing to sell its soul because they were so pissed off about eight years of Obama. Because the, the, the old guard of the GOP do not like Trump, do not like him. They're like, you are a national embarrassment to us, period. No, but if, but if he can, you know, enact some kind of change like uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, then they will ride those coattails for as long as they can. Yeah, unfortunately. And he's installed the court that might might actually do it. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court that would go, yeah, we're going to overturn that. It's crazy. I, uh, I I don't know. I, you know, to, to, not because I don't want to get too deep into the people running here in Michigan. There are a handful of people who I'm like, you know what? I'm still on the fence. It's probably going to be like, as I'm in line to vote, I'm going to make up my mind whether I'm even going to cast a vote for them. But there are a few people I could I could see myself voting for because even though I was being an asshole about it, the pros outweigh the cons. Not by much, but <clears throat> I guess that's my criteria. You know, I can't just have like a handful of pros and a, a 53 foot trailer full of cons and vote for someone with good conscience. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the scale has to be tipped in the pros' favor. And there's just not that many candidates. Yeah. At, it's like there's, there's, one, there's one lady running uh, who basically took the, the city of Detroit to task for the 10,000 un, untested rape kits they found in various police station basements. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Why aren't those, why haven't they been tested? Why, ha, how many rapists could we get off the street? How many innocent people sitting in prison could be freed due to, due to these, these rape kits being tested? But then she says, I hear her say shit like, well, the burden of proof to prove sexual assault is too high. We need to lower it. Wait, what? How, how, how low you want to lower this? Right. To where someone says, I was raped and that's it? That's not how our justice system works. And if in, in no other subject would that be acceptable to say about not murder, not theft, not drug dealing, none of it. You can't just say this happened 30 years ago. Throw that person in prison. That is not how it works. So, yes, that does worry me. And here's here's the, 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 the irritating thing. Anytime I express that to people, well, unless you're a rapist, what do you got to worry about? Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for putting me in the Kafka trap yet again. 
So unless I completely agree with you, I'm a rapist apologist and possible rapist. Yes. Okay. And and, and that's the stance you're going to take, and you expect me to fucking cast a vote for you? and eh, not happening. Because it's not realistic. That's pandering. Mm-hmm. It's pandering to a subject that is hot, that is in the headlines right now, and doing so and doing so and letting it fly in the face of the legal system we have in place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the logic behind that being a reasonable response to people not believing accusers. Right? I mean that that's the real issue here is is that traditionally it's this isn't like this is getting new attention, but this is a fairly traditional stance for uh people in this country to take. It's a generally not want to believe people are accused of being sexually assaulted for whatever reason, you know, I identify with this person. I like this person's work or whatever, or I, they seem like a stand up dude or that person, that, that woman seems like she's kind of slutty or, you know, whatever ridiculous reason they may have. But I don't see how, lowering the standard below like what you would for any other crime would be a solution to that problem at all. And I don't see what's what, what in recent events has shown you that that would make any difference. And there's just something very, anyone, there's just something very animal farmish about it. You know, all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Mm. Well, everybody's word carries the same weight in in a court of law, except for people that we really want their vote. So we're going to make theirs carry a lot more weight than people that we've just given up trying to get your vote. And that's what it comes right. off as to me. And I can't, I, can't, I can't swallow that medicine, man. I'm going to spit that in the face of the person who tries to force it down my throat every time. And really, I mean, what is the point? The only point of bringing this up is because it is a, a hot-button issue that people are going, their ears are going to perk up when they hear it. But unless you're actually talking about enacting some sort of legislation, what is the point of making it part of your platform? Because that's now whether or not it's it's whether or not it's realistic, I guess, is up for debate. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of the so-called more progressive candidates running on this issue that we're going to lower the standard for burden of proof for sexual assault victims. Yeah. We're going to stack the deck in the favor of the accuser versus the accused. Now, whether they can do it or not, I'm not comfortable giving them a shot to, uh, at it. I'm just not. No, I, I understand. But, but my, my other choice is people who don't give a shit one way or the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, once again, you know, it's, hey, I can fuck you in the ass or I can throat fuck you. Which one would you like? How about neither? Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a loving hand job every once in a while? <laughs> yeah. You know, eye contact, you know. This is something that that bugs me about uh about political debates in general that we hear every time we're leading up to an election. And this came up cuz I was listening to NPR this morning uh on my way to work and they were talking about forgive me I only didn't know about her until this morning. Uh, I don't remember her name, but some dark horse candidate that has entered the race is like, because uh, she wasn't even on the ballot. Just, um, but for some reason, is getting some attention. But they, 
she was asked some questions about like, uh, you know, she wants certain policies and you want to provide health care and you want to lower uh, insurance rates. You want to do this and that. And the question always came back to like, how are you going to pay for this? And that comes up a lot in political debates. Like you, you say that, uh, you know, you think taxes should be this much and that we should spend this much on, on these programs Oh, you're just going to magically, how do you pay for it? How do we pay for anything? Like that is such a ridiculous argument. First of all, you, if you're not talking to an incumbent politician, then how the fuck are they supposed to know how they're supposed to pay for it? They're not even in the fucking job yet. The money comes from somewhere, right? I mean, this idea that you have to prove if you're going to make a, uh, if you're going to make an issue part of your platform as a politician, and that is going to involve the expenditure of some tax funds that you have to like show people where you're going to be taking this money from, oh, it's going to come from these programs, or we're going to cut this, or we're going to raise this. How the fuck would you even know? And, it, and it's not that simple either, is it? I mean... <laughs> I think it's more people it's like, like to know it's like, what your it's plan like, is. Uh, yeah, that is the plan. The plan is like, let's just use healthcare for example. My plan is I want more people to have more healthcare. How are you going to pay for it? Who gives a fuck? That should be the answer, right? It's like how any family budgets. Certainly you have a certain amount of income that you bring in. You have things that need to be spent on and hopefully those line up for you. But there are certain things that are just going to trump everything else, right? I have to have a car and I have to have insurance to drive the car so that I can get back and forth to work without being pulled over, right? Those are things that, where's that money going to come from? How am I going to afford that car? It doesn't fucking matter. It has to be paid for or else all this rest of the shit it goes out the window. There's no more job and no more income anymore anyway. So it's like if... The issue is that important. It doesn't matter where the money comes from. Well, it's also the, the same people who, the minute you bring up anything about health care, et cetera, et cetera, I come from, uh, I, are the same people that were just at every pro-war rally pre-2003, and I never heard them asking, how are we going to pay for all the, the, you know, this war? But it matters because the money comes from us. and ready to go. No, it does, no okay, let me, let me make myself a little more clear. If this person is in office and still can't tell me where the money is going to come from, from their, for their plan, now we have issues. But for a, to run on a platform of what you think is important and what, what values and what policies you want to see in place, the money's not important at that level. What we want to know first, what I want to know first as a voter, are what are the issues that you think are important? Where do you want to enact change? I don't have to see a balanced budget before. I no, I mean, I get what you're saying. Until you know where the money comes from, fuck it. So you're going to do whatever. Right. I mean, an honest answer from a non-incumbent uh, politician should be, how should I know where the money's coming from? All I know is that it seems to be spent improperly a lot of places, and when we get in there, we'll figure it out, and we'll make it work in our favor. Well, I mean, you don't really hear about it as much anymore, but to me, the, the, the Trump's version of you know single-payer health care is the wall, because we're going to build it, and Mexico's going to pay for it. We're not building it. Mexico's not paying for it. And, and it, it, it's, it's something to get people fired up, but ultimately, what the fuck's going to happen? What a couple, you know, a couple dozen miles of twenty-foot walls are going to go up. 
They're going right. to take, you know, they're going to do photo ops in front of it, act like it's, you know, that all of a sudden the southern border of the United States is completely walled off when it's really not. No, I mean, he's, he's already running on it, you know, all this campaigning that he's doing, which is, you know, for the midterms, but really this is just a, the, a continuation of the same ego boost rallies that he's had uh, ever since he, <laughs> ever since before he was elected and even after. But really, it's about his 2020 campaign. It's really about Trump. And he's running on, we're building the wall. And you're, you're building the wall. If your definition of building the wall is we have some blueprints, we have some prototypes, people have made some examples for us to take photos of, there's been no section of the wall built anywhere. But he's already running on, we are building the wall. And earth movers come in, move some dirt around. And, you know, people will vote on that issue because even if even if they don't believe that any portion of the wall, well, at least he's talking about it, because they, they think that uh, if you listen to Trump, the alternative is Democrats who want open borders, which I, show me an example of a Democrat. What, what does a Democrat that wants open borders look like? Because I haven't seen one. I... Open borders, to me, is more of a libertarian stance than a democratic stance. It's an anarchic, anarchic, anarchic? is that a word? <laughs> stance? <laughs> not <I> Antarctic. <laughs> not Antarctica, Antarctica stance. <laughs> but no, they have I, open borders, so nobody wants to live there. Why would anyone draw a border around that shit? <laughs> you're free to move there now. Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the, you notice the caravans ain't heading there. You know, they're like, nope, no, we're good. Mm. But no, seriously, I, to, to me, the Democrats, from everything I've heard, except for the fucking, the, the, the crazies, the outliers, they support a streamlined path to citizenship, whereas a lot of the Republicans are like, no, we need to take in select people, a select number of people, and they need to be the right type of people. Mm-hmm. And well, as much as I hate the term dog whistle racism, yeah, that's that. Yeah, why don't you just say white? Yeah, like, oh, you're from Europe? Come on in. Well, it's doesn't it seem like the Democrats and Republicans were actually getting a lot closer together on the issue of immigration until Trump came into office? Like under Obama, we were there was a lot of work towards immigration reform, and there was. A lot of what considered people considered progress on on both sides. Well, even as far and as and then Trump was like, oh well, you know, Trump's going to come in and he's going to solve all this. Well, Trump and can't- what has he really done? I mean, you can do small things like station some troops at the border so that this wild pack of people that are half, you know, Islamic terrorists that are going to charge our border can be fended off. I mean. The thing that Trump did well is he he paired, because as far back as 2008, McCain was talking about, you know, maybe build a wall along the, the southern U.S., the, the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm-hmm. And people were like, eh, eh golf clap. Right. Trump, Trump came out and said, no, look, they're not sending us their brightest and best. Have you seen Scarface? That's who they're sending. <laughs> they're sending Tony Montana. All right. And that was enough to be to have, first of all, people in, in Kansas like, oh, my God, they're going to come for me. No one wants to take over Kansas. This whole country could be invaded. They'd leave you the fuck alone, okay? First of all. Second of all, 
No, they're that's not realistic. It's not like this is this is like, you know, a big ball of angry humanity eating the countryside as it rolls towards towards America. No, oh, these are people yeah, it's, it's it's not the devouring Langoliers. everything in its path like a pack of locusts. Yeah, it's not the Langoliers. It's a bunch of fucking people who are starving and are desperate to get the fuck out of the situation they're in to to take a shot to come to a country where they might better their situation. Are they doing it the wrong way? That's debatable. But you know what? Sending fifteen thousand troops down to the border to stop what fifteen hundred people? Really? What are you gonna do? You gonna give them that order? You gonna get? You gonna? You gonna? You gonna lower? Fuck lower the bar for rules of engagement. You gonna remove the bar and say mow them down before they cross the border? Is that well, what we're what... to do as a country? Because that's not a good look for us for the rest of the world. I I think it was today he was asked uh, by someone in the press about uh, you know what the the military is expected to do down there at the border and. You know, he was saying, like, oh, we don't expect any violence. And we, you know, basically saying we're not going to start anything. But if somebody, he's like, let me tell you, if somebody throws a rock, you know, getting hit in the face with a rock is uh, not that much different from getting shot at. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay, but if I get to pick, like, I'm going with the rock every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I have a better shot of healing from a, a head wound from a rock than from a fucking AR-15. Yes, right. So I mean, he's basically giving the okay. Like if the if there's rocks thrown, then feel free to retaliate, which is ridiculous. And that's the type of but, shit that's going to get that's that's really going to get shit started. And you know what drives me nuts too. Is Fox News is constantly reporting on this as a uh, a pack of roaming illegals. They haven't even done shit yet. They're not even here yet. How could they already be illegal? Yeah. Like it's debatable whether a person can either even be classified as illegal. But beyond that, they're not even here yet. Yeah. So uh, and uh, by the way, uh, you know, you can't you can't be an uh, uh, you can't commit an illegal act. Without committing a crime, you can't be, you know, what I'm saying, a criminal without a crime, right? It's a boogeyman you can see. Is all it really and, is. Yeah, I mean, most of these people are going to see, seek asylum in Mexico. Actually, it's estimated that there's going to be less than a thousand that actually approach our borders, and again, not storm the border. They're, they're coming to seek asylum. There's nothing illegal about coming to this country and seeking asylum. There's nothing guaranteed in it, and they may yet be turned away. Well, it's also the problem is is that the people that are that are getting themselves and allowing themselves to get worked up about that this this caravan are the same people who think that you know the the bombs being sent was a false flag operation to drum up sympathy and support for the Democrats before the fucking midterm elections. They're not even. In reality, they are so deep in the rabbit hole of, of conspiracy theory, you can't reach them. Like they are, they are literally convinced that not half, over half of that caravan has been infiltrated by Muslim extremists who are nothing more than to come here and kill people. I'm sorry, what did you say, Chris? Roving band of ISIS. Hey, don't mind yes, us. Yes. We're just regular Mexicans. We are not ISIS. 
Yeah, nut dice is cape pasta. <laughs> Don't mind us. <laughs> and this pack of guys with like turbans on with a sombrero sitting on top of it, and they got maracas. Yeah, right. Big fat guitars, <laughs> like all dressed up like mariachi. They got a paste on mustache. On middle- they're all playing Middle Eastern scales and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they get across the border and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeehaw. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> America number I am one. looking for a high say Home Depot. <laughs> 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 well, if it's anything like the Metro Detroit area, if they do make it into the country and it is half. Uh, 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 people from the like, you know, the Middle East. There's going to be a whole lot of new party stores opening well, say, up. In their the families are <laughs> already here waiting for them anyway. Well, in the Southwest, could you imagine? Let's just say in some fantasy world where uh, there's this lost city in South America that suddenly the rest of the world discovers, right? And it's full of white people. I mean, fucking snow white skin, blonde There's hair, blue eyes. everywhere. Fucking Hitler's youth is living in the middle of South America in some remote uh, city for some reason. This whole city full of them, right? And they need to leave. And they start trekking their way up towards America to seek asylum. We would be sending fucking helicopters down to pick their asses up. Hey, let's get them here. Let's and bring the property value up. this country where they belong. <laughs> I, let's, honestly. Let's drop them into Brooklyn. They'll gentrify it. Am no, I wrong, abs- though? No, you're absolutely right. I'm just thinking of the Eddie Griffin bit where he's like, technically, black people have been hostages in this country for 450 years. White, white people, I got to give it to you. You got hostages. Don't matter if it's two. You go get them. He's like, I've been waiting almost 500 years. <laughs> Not one dude in a canoe with a spear had shown up to rescue me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, it's kind of true. But, you know, it's, hey, season five of The Wire. That was the the subtext of that season. No one gives a shit because because why? If three, Lester Freeman in the show said it. He said if 300 middle-class white kids were killed every year in Baltimore, the U.S. Army would put the 101st Airborne yeah. on constant duty on the streets of Baltimore. It's because these are poor black kids and they're dead in the wrong area. That's it. And it's the absolute truth. If, I, I, hasn't, if Trump has done anything to really dig himself a hole, in my opinion, with earning any of the white supremacist talk that is thrown at him constantly... And I, I do truly believe some of it is just, you're, you're jumping at shadows. Calm the fuck down. There's enough real shit to get pissed off about. You don't have to make shit up about the guy. Right. But it is the fact that he's like, oh, yeah. He sings the praises of European immigrants. He loves that. He well, marries if you're, from, if you're from the right countries in Europe and you happen to look a certain way. Oh, right. What do you say? We, we need less people from Africa and more people from Scandinavia. It basically just came out and said it. And Scandinavians are like, we got it good where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Where, why would we come to America where you guys want to come to your shithole country? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> it's probably the truth. If aliens do, like, if aliens exist, they probably treat us like the fucked up planet tour. 
Like, uh, we can fly by it, but we're not landing. They're killing each other over black and white. We're purple. What the fuck do you think they're going to do to us? But they come by America and, like, and this is the failed experiment. This is where everybody put their hopes in, and then they just got all, they, oh, they got dashed in about 250 years. <laughs> it is all fucked up down there. So take your look, because we're not landing. Let's go. I, it, seriously, I, why? Th- 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 when he said that, I was like, well, you you dug your fucking hole, bro. You you knew where you knew what you were doing. You knew that you you stuck that shovel in the dirt. And he, and here's the thing: he don't care. He does no, not he care. That shirt. It, it, absolutely, and he does not give a shit. So, but then again, I can't get out in the hole. You know, everything he does is some like like oh my god. I got one. I got one friend who posts these articles that. Like he gives secret signals to white supremacists during his speeches or when he's, you know, talking to the press. You know, these are the same people that somehow think making the okay sign with your hand means white power. You know, like like these type of people. Like they, they, they see the boogeyman behind every fucking tree. And I'm just like, yeah. you know what you're doing? You're discrediting your own fucking point. Because people are looking at you shaking their head, going, You're an idiot. Really? You're an idiot. Right, you're whatever the opposite of QAnon is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The opposite of QAnon isn't like smart, well thought out, <laughs> intelligently. The opposite of QAnon is just the same radical nonsense, just on the other side. Well, and once I hear that from a person, it's really hard for me not to just shake my head in a very dismissive manner towards them. I mean, I've told this story on Sporgy once. I was in a band with a guy for a couple of years. Great musician. Great guy, highly intelligent, well-read, and we, at an after-party after a show, we sat down and started talking, and the subject of conspiracies came up. And this person, who I had respected up to this point, very calmly sat there and explained to me how every person in power is a lizard person. This this story. And they meant that shit. (laughs) They were dead serious about it. I could not shake them. I started laughing and went, oh, you got me. Okay, that's a good one because that was the last place I thought you were going. And they're like, no, I'm dead serious. Here, let me show you. And they, and they went to my buddy's computer and they're like, look, you can see their inner eyelid when they blink. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're fucking, you are nuttier than squirrel shit. You are fucking crazy. And I don't want to be in a band with you anymore. <laughs> Like I, that level of crazy is dangerous because you never know when they're going to snap and have a psychotic episode. Oh my God, you might own a firearm. He wasn't that type, thank God. <laughs> I'd have been worried, but yeah, no. It, when and it, it, I feel bad a little bit, but it's like when I see that you you fall for every fucking Breitbart or Infowars. Or, you know, I, I don't know what the, the Jezebel or, or the root.com article. When you mm. fall for it, hook, line, and sinker, I'm just like, I lost so much respect for you, man. Like, I just, I can't, yeah. I can't even look at you the same. Like, if you were critic, if you were critical of it, like, if you brought it, like, if they would even bring up the article and be like, there's a lot of bullshit in here, but there's also some truth. And this is what I think is truth. And this is what I think is a bunch of bullshit. I would accept that. But there, it's just, 
open your mouth, close your eyes, and you're going to swallow whatever I give you to swallow. And they do it with a smile. And those true believers, I got no space in my life for them. Because those motherfuckers will have you dressing up in... 97 black and you know all black Nikes drinking Kool-Aid and 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 waiting for the the meteor to come to take you back to planet whatever the fuck. Damn. I can't deal with it. I got it's hard enough it's hard enough dealing with people who believe in fucking angels and invisible people and Jews coming back from the dead. They got to bring in you know. lizards. I you know honestly it seems I, this shit with like any of this shit the lizard people flat earth uh any of this this nonsense conspiracy theories fake moon landings like i have to believe i i think uh, i have to believe this because otherwise then i'll lose all faith for humanity in general i have to believe <laughs> that these started out as trolls as like you know just seeing what people would actually believe you know i don't i don't think that Whoever started this lizard people nonsense, I don't think actually believed it. I think they just were like, I bet you people will believe anything. Watch this. I'm going to start spreading lizard people rumors. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, well, it's like... There's, uh, there's that optimism again. My favorite hate follow on uh, Twitter, Jacob Wool, made his big move this week. I don't know if you guys uh, heard the story about some possible... Uh, accusations of sexual assault against robert mueller no mm, haven't heard that yeah i uh, so and you guys have heard me mention jacob wool's name before but basically this is just he's a kid i mean he's like 20 years old or something i think and he got some popularity a couple of years ago because he was seen as like some kind of uh whiz kid genius investor and turned out that uh it was all bullshit that he wasn't rich he didn't <laughs> he just made all this shit up basically right so then he moves on to politics and he's like every like hour on twitter that he's awake it's something that is just like 100% toeing the line for trump right never has anything bad to say it is pushing every single crazy ass conspiracy he wants to know, you know, what happened to Seth Rich, and he's all over the fucking, uh, um, the you know, the 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 child porn ring and the and the pizzerias and all this shit. It's kind of Tom Arnold to get together, right? He, yeah, he's kind of the the uh, Tom Arnold's uh, opposite. And you know, I'm I'm reading his tweets mostly because he's because he's somebody who's going to repeat all of this nonsense. So it's kind of like collating it all in one. Uh, in one space for me, you know, I can follow Jacob Wall, so I don't have to follow Ninety Nine Idiots. I can just follow this one that's going to retweet everything. He's going to distill it down for you, right? But you know, this guy is clearly just an opportunist, and I can't believe that he leaves some of the shit that he tweets. I mean, just literally, like Trump was handed down to us by God, and so then this. Uh, I saw like one story about oh, there's going to be um, a, a sec- there's going to be a claim of sexual uh, assault that uh, Robert Mueller did against somebody that he worked with in the past, and it turns out that this is from Jacob Wall and some partner of crime that he has, and they had set this whole thing up where that 
actually got found out before they could even have their press conference on it because they were basically shopping around looking to, they were contacting people that Robert Mueller had worked with in the past and offering them money to make up claims against him. And uh, I mean, it seems like not only has the their whole plan fallen apart, but uh, there, these, uh, this issue has now been referred to by the FBI. So <laughs> it looks like they're actually going to be investigated, but I mean, they had, they even actually had the balls to show up for a press conference where they had no accuser show up. And they said, oh, well, she was going to be here, but she feared for her life. So she went back home and then had a press conference about like nothing because they had no facts and nothing to say, really. And oh, and Jacob Bull's partner, uh, who was standing next to him, unfortunately not in front of the, the podium, had his fly down the whole press conference. Just as, just as uh, symbolism, I guess, of the whole process. But I don't know. That was that was amusing to me to finally see. Like I, I knew this this kid had to be brewing something, and to see it blow up in his face was quite delightful. I have to admit. Well, sometimes life just hands you a moment, doesn't it? <laughs> just like, ah, okay, here we go. I do think it's I do think it's funny that yeah, dude's standing there with his fly down the whole time. You got Trump walking around toilet paper stuck to his shoe. Yeah, you guys can't get it together on the right, can you? <laughs> Wait, what's going on in the bathrooms when you're in there to where you forget to check for the most basic shit to do when you leave, you know? Is my dick hanging out? Is there toilet paper on my shoe? No, I can leave the bathroom. You know? Yeah, but that's a big deal. We're running everything. Right. I guess. I... You guys worry about my shoe. I'm going to go back to running everything. Oh, yeah, look, if you're Einstein, I'm going to forgive you for your leaving your fly down or not combing your fucking hair. What? But otherwise, Einstein, though. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you, got, you really don't have an excuse. And whatever, it is petty. It is petty. Like, it's like when, uh, uh, when the, 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 I cannot, I still can't believe this was a fucking story. The tan suit. Like just, oh, God. dude. Really? Okay, we get it. Or the uh, he 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 saluted improperly when he, with a right. cup in his hand, and then instantly the internet, who never, who always, who was undefeated, dug up a picture of W getting off of Air Force One with a dog in his hand, saluting all fucked up, trying to yep. bury the dog, and is like, <laughs> so you can shut up now. And I'm like, yeah, it's that's. You know, that, that's, to me, that's the fun pettiness of politics. That's the, you know, like, it's, it's not, n- none of these issues are going to hurt anybody. That's the shit you get in the fuck, you, you, you be petty about. Mm-hmm. Not shit that, like, <clears throat> is going to, to grind this country to a halt or drive it into the ground. Because if it won't go my way, I'd rather see it toward, destroy it if it's not going to be my way 100%. Like, that's the dangerous attitude. And that's the attitude I'm, I, 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 that bothers me. Chris, when you sent that article, I don't, I think his name was Finley, who wrote it for the Detroit News. Nolan Finley? Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah we, look, look, we just like hating each other. And we just hate each other. That's all there is to it, basically. He broke it down, and it's the truth. There's no, there's, there is no more conversation at this point for the hardcore true believers. There's nothing that can be said to change their minds. And 
there's there's no great uniter coming over the hill that anybody can see either. And it's frustrating for people who are like, God damn it, do you not see the potential we have? And we're pissing it away with this bullshit? I mean, that to me is the biggest fucking disappointment in all of this. Like, yeah, I obviously didn't want Trump in office. Wasn't exactly thrilled on election night 2016. But becoming what you hate and doing the exact same thing except for for your side that you chastise the other side for doesn't help either. It just lowers the bar for everybody to the point where anything goes. And it does now. I mean, everybody's fair game. If you're a politician, you're out in public and you're eating and you got your crew with you or whatever the fuck they call because I doubt they call them their posse, you know, entourage maybe, I don't know. And someone wants to, you know, the whole crew, Half the restaurant wants to stand up and start screaming at you and, 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 and yelling and chase you out the place. That's perfectly fine now. That's perfectly fine until it happens to your side. Then that's a travesty. That is, that is disgusting what happened to civility in this country. Have some dignity. But when we do it, it's perfectly fine. That's, that's the level of maturity we're dealing with here. Yeah. It's good times. Join me in the, I like the term I heard the other day. Join me in the exhausted majority. Well, I heard a term on Bill Maher, I think, last week that I, I was like, boom. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to phase out the term social justice warriors and just start calling them what he calls them. They're scolding justice warriors. They're just there to yell at you. That's it. They have no answers. They just want to go, problem, problem. And when you go, okay, you got my attention. What are we going to do about it? Oh, fuck. I didn't think that far ahead. I don't, another problem. Another problem. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, Lead, follow, or get the fuck out of my way, dude. solutions, solutions, put them out of work. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. And that's, it's, and what was it? He, he did something that is, that is, that only heretics do these days. He started off his, his final new rule going after the right, you know, basically saying how easily triggered and offended they are. And what happened to them used to be in the party of the stiff upper lip and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and the, you know, the strong, silent type, type, you know, Gary Cooper type people. And now you're just a bunch of pathetic, sniveling, whining cunts. Worse than any fucking bleeding heart liberal hippie douche ever was. And then he moved on to the fucking left and said, and you people who call yourself woke, you're not woke, you're worthless. Shut the fuck up. Let people fucking dress up as Pocahontas if they fucking want to. Let people dress up as a ninja if they want to for Halloween. It's not cultural appropriation. It's you making a big deal out of fucking nothing and distracting us from issues that deserve our attention. Right. Or it is cultural appropriation and it doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's why, you know, that's why I said I've been watching, I've been watching the Connors. And this episode was a Halloween episode. And mm -hmm. they did something I didn't think they were going to do. Um, the episode starts that, you know, they're all in their costumes and stuff. And, uh, Mark, the gender fluid kid, I guess they haven't really defined what he is yet. They've hinted at he might be gay or bisexual, but they haven't really, he's pre-gay fully committed. He's pre-gay. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't set fully in yet. Yeah. Still yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he comes down and he's like, he's in his costume and he's dressed up as a, a fort character, the video, you know, the Fortnite video game. And he's like, I can't wear this to school. I just, you know, I just got told when, when I showed my buddy my costume that I'm not allowed to wear anything that, that 
promotes violent video games. And, you know, the school sent you an email, didn't you get it? And Darlene looks at it and is like, no, I didn't get that. Well, we'll figure something out. And then, it's, you know, the school's having a, a uh, like a Halloween carnival. So two days later, he dresses up as uh, Frida, the artist. I can't remember her last name off the top of my Frida head. Frida Kahlo? Frida Kahlo? Yes. Yes. As the, yes, yes. As the artist. I mean, and let's be honest, the kid goes to school in, in, in girl clothes anyways. I think you should ooh both of us for that, by the way. Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see both of you got majors in art appreciation, <laughs> but no, uh, well, I didn't major. But <laughs> ooh, there we go. <laughs> the bitch from the movie where they uglied up Selma, Selma High. Yeah, I think where they gave her one eyebrow. Uh-huh. But yeah, and he, so he shows up. You can't ugly up those titties though. He's a, she's fifty something. She looks better than most twenty somethings. <laughs> ooh boy. Anyways, he shows up at the carnival, and they're like, "We can't let you in." Why? Because that costume's cultural appropriation. And Darlene goes, "What?" And the principal goes, "You haven't. You're not a, a Latino woman. What was she you haven't to earned be? right. You know, you haven't earned the right to 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 dress up as this character." And she goes, "It's not cult- cultural appropriation. It's cultural appreciation. He respects her as an artist and as a person. That's why he dressed up as her." And he's like, "Well, either he has to change, or you're not coming in." And she's like, well, you know what? Basically, go fuck yourself. And I like, gave him an you know, earful of Darlene. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect him to go that route. To actually argue against. No, this is not cultural appropriation. One, it's Halloween and it's children dressing up. Two, it's a kid dressing up as someone he, he admires and respects. You see a problem with it because you want to see a problem with it. You refuse to see it for what it is. And you, you interject your intentions onto the, the situation how you feel the situation is and your feelings aren't facts jackass mm-hmm. and i was like wow i didn't expect that because well, let's be honest it, it is a show that lost its main character for not being politically correct enough so i figured they were going to toe the line mm-hmm. they're straddling it so you know good for them that's interesting you know i i almost feel sympathy though for you know, the principal and him representing the institution because, I mean, this is fiction, but this happens in real life. And when it does, it's not happening in a void, right? Those people are reacting to this gotcha culture. So they have to evaluate every decision as, is there even a hint of impropriety or, you know, not being politically correct in this decision? If so, I'm going to stay all the way away from it. I'm not going to go anywhere near it. Which, I, yeah, which means yeah. that we're letting the extreme weirdos of our society dictate our culture. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and by extreme weirdos, I mean people who get personally offended by Pocahontas costumes. Yeah, so what if they want to dress up as Elizabeth Warren for, for Halloween? Let them do it. Oh, see what you did there. <laughs> but no, I... It is. It's it's nonsense on both sides, and it's the, it's 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 the fucking it's the idiots we're allowing to dictate the conversation. I felt this is how I felt when I watched Elizabeth Warren try to get into a verbal sparring match and a dick waving contest with with Trump over you know her her bloodline, and I'm just like, why would you even open this can of worms, you stupid bitch? Just shut. Just keep your mouth shut and let them talk. Right. 
you're not going to change his supporters' minds, and you're only the only thing she did was divide her own supporters. It was ridiculous she even bought it. I mean, it would it would be as if uh, Trump was like, "Oh yeah, well I can beat you in an uh, arm wrestling contest," and she just fucking whipped her jacket off, rolled up her sleeve, and was like, "Let's go." Like, what, what's funny? What are, trying to, what are you trying to prove here? It, well, yeah, like, this is he doesn't even want to do win. With, he just wants right. to control the conversation, <laughs> even if it's not going his way. He just wants to control the conversation. Absolutely, that is just nothing more than I'm going to dictate the conversation and and keep and pull the rug out from under you and keep you fucking doing like the cartoon while they're running in place trying not mm-hmm. to fall down. Basically, he went dance monkey. Actually, no. What he went was here's a dollar dance bitch, and she went okay. She works hard for the money. Oh, by the I way, think. I got a little piece invested in the DNA service that you use to find that out. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> she put a couple pennies in your pocket. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean with, with Trump. You know, that's the kind of shit he would do. Oh, hey, cool. Oh, you know, yeah, that's. Uh, thanks for the yeah. pennies, Pocahontas. Appreciate it. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Aaron. I, I can't wait for this fucking election cycle to be over. But here's the problem. Trump's figured out that he's not. He loves the campaign trail. He campaigns all the time. He has not stopped campaigning since since he his first uh, rally. I mean, this is just what he does. What's he doing? He has to stop being president. I think he's going to have celebrations of how great his eight years were. He's going to hold a rally every few months. Yeah, I think you're going to see what you're seeing with with Obama and and, and uh, Michelle Obama right now. Uh, I, I'm sure he will be newly divorced once he's no longer president. Right. But um, it's going to be him going out and stumping for people who still sing him his praises. Now, will there still be people willing to throw their fucking, you know, ju- jump on the Trump wagon bandwagon and throw their weight completely behind him? I don't know. Take take away the presidency from him, and all he is is a loudmouth jackass. It's not like he can ever run for president again. So there's no point in I, sucking up to him once he's out of power. Well, also, I, I think that this is going to work against him in 2020. He, if he's constantly campaigning throughout all four years of his presidency, what are those campaign rallies going to look like at the end of that? I mean, it's it's like the Stones doing a, a farewell tour. But like they a, don't fucking stop. Like right? the first, John's current three-year farewell tour? Right. The first time around, everyone's like, yeah, we got to go see the Stones. We might never get this opportunity again. Third, fourth time they're back in town, you're like, whatever. I've seen that show. And Trump isn't offering anything new at his show. He is just trotting out the greatest hits. <laughs> I swear to God, they should just fucking roll that... Uh, this with the scroll of the songs, you know, when they do like uh, the the KTEL collections, and they'll show like all the songs that are on there. They'll build that wall, <laughs> right? Like, well, just right over top of them while he's doing. They're his bringing speech, in drugs, like, <laughs> right? They're not giving us their best people. They're bringing in crime. The, all that shit should just scroll over the screen while he's talking. Grab him by the and, pussy, and the smash hit, lock her up. Yeah, right. I mean, look. Eventually, The Apprentice wasn't getting. I mean, it was at one time was a highly rated show, sure, and then it just started to dive bomb because it was just the same old shit, and people got sick of it. People are going to get sick of this. 
they're attracted to Donald Trump for his entertainment value. But unless Donald Trump manages to magically reinvent himself in the next two years, I don't see how he's going to manage to maintain that kind of energy for his rallies. Now, whether that actually makes a difference to how people vote, I don't know. I don't know if you can... I mean, I I think one would assume that a, a drop-off in attendance at his rallies would, would equate to uh, a drop-off in his popularity, but you never really know. Well, the people that go to Trump rallies, this was, I, I thought, a very good point that was brought up in a discussion they were having about you know Trump and the people that go to the rallies. They're like, those rallies are like like WWE events. Right. They go for the show. Mm-hmm. And Trump is more than capable of still putting on the show. It's just when there's nothing at stake, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have to. Right. Once he's done being president, whether it's, you know, in 20, he gets you know voted out in 2020, or if he does a full, you know, two terms, (coughs) there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no urgency there for him. So he's going to have to find a new drum to bang on, or else he's going to have to ramp up the, 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 the entertainment value of it even more so, which to me, that's dangerous because that's when, if he gets desperate enough, he will start fucking saying, you know, Oh, look, a lot of the people that used to come don't come, but I see a lot more people coming who are white nationalist or Aryan brotherhood. So let me ramp up the rhetoric to get them fired up. Yeah. I mean, he, maybe he still does have some tricks up his sleeve, but I don't know. I kind of feel like he's already lit his guitar on fire. Like, where's he going to go from here? (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's, he's done the wild man from Borneo act, but he doesn't have a band of gypsies in him down the line, you know, where he just stands there and just lays out a live album. That's just fucking (laughs) epic. And you're like, oh shit! Didn't know it. You don't need the fucking py- the, py- the pyrotechnics. Got it. <laughs> he needs that shit. Get, get him the lighter fluid. Right. Exactly. Trump. Trump is all pyrotechnics. He's all kicking over the drum set. But he's great he's white got, playing he, at that bar in Rhode Island. We need this pyro. He's <laughs> yeah. He's like Kiss. He just wants to rock and roll every night, all night, he's, and grab pussy every day. Yes. <laughs> Needs the pyro and the makeup and tease the hair out. Well, you know, it, it, I do have to say that now that I've, I've backed off quite a bit, but for like a you know, month, two-month period there, I was lurking on the Chan sites pretty heavily just to see what the fuck was going on. It's mm-hmm. addictive, though, isn't it? It's like, well, it's like picking a scab. You're like... It's oh still yeah, there. It's talk- fucking, it's still there. I gotta go look. I know talk- they're saying dumb shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's never a shortage of dumb shit. <laughs> but like, like I didn't realize the amount of just pure anti-Semitism coming from the people on the far right. Like I, to me, hating the Jews are like hating. Like why? Why? They're not. Jews aren't assholes like evangelical Christians. They don't come knocking on your door trying to convert you. Right, yeah. They they specifically don't proselytize. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, but they, 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 they run most of the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah, and you know what? At a point in time, the Irish ran most of the fucking first responders in New York City. Police right. and firemen. So? They they eked out their corner of the world, and I mean it's like getting mad at black people because oh there's too many 
too many black people in hip hop. Like, <laughs> too many black guys playing sports. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, it's disgusting. Can't stand all these black guys playing basketball. And I'm sure there's people out there that say that shit. I mean, and you, they're probably they got a shrine that Larry Bird built in their house somewhere. Yeah, right, right next to their fucking swastika fucking flag. But I mean, it's like it's best like, basketball player. I didn't realize like how deep that hatred ran and like the, the the conspiracy theories like, you know, no, they're running the world. They're the ones promoting race mixing. And you notice diversity means diversity for everybody but Jews. Jews have to stay separate from everybody. Their bloodline has to stay pure, but they want to mix us all up to we're just mutts. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then you see th- then you see something like then you see something like this shooting at the synagogue and you're like uh, there it is. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's the thing about like the recent violence that we've seen. Well, not that there was any. There was violent intent from the the man from Florida with the fucking Trump van, but thankfully, no one was actually harmed by anything. But you know, the idea that Trump is inciting violence, right? Show me the Florida man, and I go, yeah, I buy that. I see a direct line. This guy looks like, and from his actions, is acting in Trump's name, right? All the people that he mailed bombs to are people that Trump has specifically mentioned on Twitter, publicly at his rallies. And then the shooting happens at the synagogue. Everyone's like, see, this is just more of the same that we were talking about with the guy, the bomber in Florida. No, it's not. It is, th- I mean, this is tapping into something that's way deeper into this in this country than Trump. And Trump may have tried to, at times, siphon a little bit of that energy off for his own purposes. But if you're trying to blame Trump for anti-Semitism in the U.S., you haven't been paying fucking attention. And if you think that by voting him out, you can then go, oh, there we go, took care of the anti-Semites in this country, <laughs> then it's, it's you're going to be in for another surprise. It's the same people that are like, well, you know what? We got a black president. Racism's over. Check. Let me get out my list here for America. Check off racism. Solve racism. Mm -hmm. Done. Got rid of Trump. Oh, solved anti-Semitism. There we go. Yeah. First of all, the guy with with the, they couldn't even build a pipe bomb right. That guy. Oh, Lord, that guy is just a fucking chuckle a second when you start digging into his history. Former stripper. Love it. You know, no, he (laughs) was. Did you see the glorious permed mullet he was rocking back in the day? (laughs) I don't even know if I would refer to him as a former stripper. What I got from his career was that he wanted to be a stripper, couldn't cut it. And ended up kind of acting like a manager for other male strippers. Sure. All I know is he looked like he was in Trickster. I mean, Homeboy had some powerful hair. He's all of like five foot one. And he's, of course, one of those guys who's five foot one who's got to fucking work out to the extreme because he's that insecure about his height. He's got that Napoleon complex going. He drives around in a van that is all Trump and Make America Great rhetoric and crosshairs. It's got like Trump and lasers or some shit on it. Yeah, and then there's like, you know, a sticker of of Hillary and crosshairs. 
But then people who know him for 20 years or like 10 years ago, he's driving around in a van that was all about Native American rights. And he's not even Native American. This, this is a guy who's been looking for issues to get pissed off about and has found them throughout the years. And this was the one that just it Trump was the gift that kept on giving to his fucking delusions. And uh, he was delusional enough to sit down and try and, 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 and say, I'm going to mail off 12 fucking pipe bombs or whatever the fuck it was. And he didn't even know what the fuck he was doing. I'm surprised he really didn't blow himself up. <laughs> I mean, and if he would have, it would have been like, eh, no great loss. That's just how I feel. Like, eh, eh, all right. I mean, it, it is possible that the pipe bombs were, quote unquote, were meant as a message. Maybe the idea was to send things that looked like they could explode but wouldn't. Maybe he didn't really want to cause any harm but wanted to uh, send out an intention that, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just a thought. Who knows what's truly in the man's mind? But the issue really isn't this one nutcase, is it? It's the rhetoric of our president. Yeah, but while I agree that he is picking a scab, that wound was already there and scabbed over. These people are the, the type of people that are going to get that fired up by Trump's rhetoric are people who already had mental issues. This is, this is this is like Charles Manson and listening and going, oh, I need to start a race war. You got the same message from the monkeys, jackass. All right, it just you were looking for an excuse to act like you fucking did, and this is your right. fucking excuse because millions of other people, whether they agree with Trump or not, have heard all the same rhetoric and haven't done any of this shit. I mean, it's like remember that when the guy shot up the congressional softball team and it was like, oh, this is a Bernie supporter. See, that's what that rhetoric gets you, and everybody right. laughed rightfully so laughed like first of all like bernie's calling for violent revolution bernie of all people that hunchback motherfucker no he, he he ain't leading shit that's not what his message was that dude was well off of bernie's message when he did that so don't even try to lay that at his feet but this yeah but yeah. I mean, how many times during rallies did we see trump say shit like yeah beat him up i'll pay your fucking lawyer tab mm -hmm. hit him get him out of here i mean that type of shit, you're, you're playing with fire, and you're standing in a puddle of gasoline. Don't be shocked when you go up in flames. Like, I, don't, I can't lay it all at Trump's feet, but... Okay, no, I, I get where you're coming from, and I, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah, the, this guy was crazy, and crazy people are going to crazy no matter what. You know, son of Sam... <laughs> Son of, Son of Sam didn't need a you know a president telling him to go out and and kill brunettes. Wasn't that a dog anyway? It, he, he he, yeah, that's what that's what I was getting at. It was the dog, <laughs> <laughs> like, which basically means it was his brain, right? His brain was telling him to do bad things, and this guy's brain was telling him to do bad things. Now, some of, he might got some ideas from President Trump, but you know he. I will say this, it, Trump it provided him the target list. Right. But it's, these people are the ones you want to direct your anger at. Right. So I think logically, it's not that, oh, if it wasn't for Trump, we wouldn't have guys like this. No, we're always going to have crazy. But that things that our president is saying is fueling some crazy wackos in this country. That's the issue. Well, I mean, and then we can... <laughs> We can start tracing that back to, well, 
it's not like we have the best mental health care system set up in this country. Yeah. It's not like we have the most support for people who are, who, who are, you know, their, their wires are crossed or, or, you know, or paranoid schizophrenics. We would, you know, what do we do? Well, if your family doesn't give a shit or you don't have family to, to give a shit, eventually you're going to run afoul of the law. And we're going to lock you up in prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause that's going to help you. Right. Cause everybody gets reformed in prison, right? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it, it's just, it's sad that people like that can slip through the fucking cracks to that point, but it's also to be expected in today's world because, and I mean, you know, I, I am very much guilty of this. I don't know how to surround myself with good people for the most part. Like on whole, so I Thanks. just isolate my. Oh, hold on, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get too personal and name names, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, some people have come over and, and I've seen I've seen you know Aaron on the couch giving the side eye to him like, oh shit, thank God we ain't got any silverware for him to steal. <laughs> it's like, you know? I'm laying out some newspaper on the couch for them to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like, hide the good glasses bring out the burger king ones <laughs> but no so i ice i kind of isolate myself off from from a lot of people because it's just it's it's, it's the it's the easier way of dealing with it the difference is i think i hope i stay grounded enough not to end up climbing a clock tower with a sniper rifle you know what i'm saying like, some people are capable of doing that and some people aren't. And in today's society, it's very easily it's very easy to isolate yourself off. Mm-hmm. And if for some people, it works is what I'm getting at. Obviously, these people, it didn't. I mean, both both the guy who shot up the congressional softball game and this and, and this pipe bomber jackass, you know, the, within a week we knew you know what they'd been doing on the internet, and right. all they did was just consume hate, just hateful media against the other side. Repeatedly. Right. That's, That's all they did. They sustained on that diet. And it's this is what this is the end result. You know, I, I think it was Nancy Pelosi's daughter. I can never remember her full name. I know her last name is Pelosi. She did a documentary about uh, a couple people who were just like hardcore Fox News supporters. And there, there was one older guy, and this was during the Obama pre- uh, presidency, and he just hated Obama. All he watched was Fox News, and he hated Obama. And his daughter begged him. Please, just for like a month, don't watch Fox News. Just for a month. Just and it, it doesn't mean watch CNN, watch MSNBC. Just don't watch Fox News. Just, just take the funnel out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, just for a month and see see how you feel. And it was past a month. He had stopped watching Fox News. And he was like, yeah, I still disagree with him on a lot of his his political views, but you know, he's not the devil I thought he was. And it's amazing. Once you remove that hateful rhetoric, a 24-7 stream of bullshit into people's brains, how much clearer they can think. And I mean, I don't want to get into whether this is the, we're getting the media we deserve or we don't. It, it, this, the fact is, this is the media we have. And too many people binge on this shit. And that's all they fucking eat. And I love shrimp, but I can't eat shrimp every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, But these people, they, they don't even think twice about it. And I'm not saying that this type of shit, these type of acts are the end result. But for a certain type of person, it walks them pretty much up to that line. And then it's like, well, there's the edge. Do I jump yeah. over? You know, th- this is making me uh, 
think of the episode of Kidding that I actually watched earlier today. And this is the Jim Carrey show that's on HBO, or I'm sorry, Showtime. And I mentioned it before, but I think I only watched like one episode. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And I don't know where they're going with this. I'm like ride or die for this show now. <laughs> like it, especially this last episode is kind of a flashback episode. And I was like sobbing, like not just got weepy. Like I had like someone just ran over my cat fucking God. sobbing over this episode. I'm glad I didn't come out of my room at that point and look at you. Cause I've been like, did you get your period? <laughs> okay. And so like part of, and it's not really spoilers to say, but part of the, the plot of this episode was about a man who snaps. So Jim Carrey has this like kind of Mr. Rogers puppety kids show thing. And he's like world famous, you know, and all kinds of people write to him. And one of them, sometimes he gets uh, letters from inmates and he likes to write back to him. And he's, corresponding with this one inmate who's in jail for having uh, four redheaded women inside of a Wendy's <laughs> uh, because they wouldn't round off his hamburger. <laughs> that, that's the story. Like they, that's how they introduced this character, just through his letters. Like He went to a Wendy's, they gave him a square hamburger, he wanted a round one, they wouldn't round off the corners on his burger. And so he took a hammer and bashed in the skulls of every redheaded woman he could find. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Fuck you, Wendy. Seems plausible. And, uh, and so, you know, that's the crazy story, you know, and this man is going to be put to death for it. And there's this whole debate over whether Mr. Pickles, his character should show up and, and he's, you know, his father who's like his manager also is telling him to stay away from it, but he gets involved with the family. He gets to know the son. He gets to know the, the, the guy's uh, wife they left behind and he gets to hear the story from the kid's point of view. Right. And he's talking about, who his father was, you know, he like had some menial job, like driving a school bus. He had this opportunity for promotion that he applied for and didn't get. And is oh well, I guess it's it's not incidental. This is a black family. It was a black man who who committed these murders, and he, uh, what happened to him? He was talking to a, a coworker or something. They're like, did you follow up? Like, did you call back on your on your interview? And he's like, I I don't even know what you're. I didn't even know this was a thing that you were supposed to follow up on an inter, on an interview that uh, you know that shows that you're really that you really want this job. And uh, so he he was using that as kind of an example of the way that his father felt kind of shut out from society. There's just certain things that as a poor black person, you just don't have access to. You don't even have that information to know how to access it. And then goes to the Wendy's, can't get his round burger, snaps, right? And so he's talking to Mr. Pickles about this. He's telling the story, and he says, what do you think 
makes a person snap like that. And Mr. Pickle's response is uh, that everyone has a, a breaking point. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think I kind of agree with them. Like these people who choose to commit these horrible acts, yeah, they are outliers. They are not the norm. There's, but aren't they just created by their their environment that they live in, that they were raised in, the family or the peer group or what, whatever have you? Well, aren't they just a product of our society in in that way? Well, then now are we it, getting into? Couldn't it have been any of us? Nature versus thing, nurture. Like, I guess that's the question. I mean, I think there's certain things that you can study about the brain and go, oh, well, these patterns look different than that. So this person's a psychopath. And that's just, you know, he's just wired wrong. It's just like a disease that affects him. But I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if that's the more common case. I think most of the violence that we see is, is strictly a product of the environment. And that's saying that like, I move to Florida and I start stickering up a van and sending out fake bombs. But if I live that man's life, how do, uh, if I live that man's life, I don't see how I would turn out any different. You have a sweet van. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around your Chomo mobile. That thing did look like straight up a rape van. Like that was, I was like, oh, I'd have been leery of anybody even without the stickers. The stickers were just icing on top of the cake. Um, I, I, well, I, I, I would have made guess, it out of the stripper, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you had that sweet permed mullet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I having had some, you know, firsthand and, and friends and family experience with people who've been through traumatic shit as a kid. I think the one thing that a lot of people do that they develop that go through that is the ability to like compartmentalize shit. Like, okay, I'm going to put this in this box in the corner of my mind and I'm going to tuck it away. And every once in a while, it's going to get out the box. I'm going to have to chase it around and then put it back. But for the most part, it's just in the corner. I can't get rid of it. I can't throw it out, but I'm not going to let it become my main focus. And I think there's other people that are incapable of that. And, I, and it, that's, you know, maybe it's an, like an obsessive compulsive type person who just cannot stop obsessing about something and i'm still nurture on that type of stuff because i feel like you have to be taught that healthy brains are learned behavior from healthy families and healthy peer groups well absolutely i mean one of the things it took me a very long time to understand is that not uh, when you when you when you grow up with people who have like borderline personality disorder in your family you kind of like you get a half-assed version of it yourself. And by that, I mean this. You think the whole world works the way they work. So, and, and with borderline personality disorder, you, when you're dealing with a borderline person, they can go from loving you and you're the greatest thing one minute to absolutely despising you and hating your guts the next second. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like their, their outlook on the world is static. So if they hate you right now, they treat you like they've hated you forever. If they love you right now, they treat you like they've loved you forever. And when you grow up, and that's the, that's the two extremes you're presented with, and you go out into the world and realize people can, like, especially as a kid, you can be scolded by an adult. I'm not talking beat. I'm not talking cussed out. I'm talking, what are you doing? Stop what you're doing. You're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. And yeah. that doesn't mean they hate you. 
But to a right. little kid raised in that environment, it's just like, why are you fucking attacking me? Because that's all they know. So absolutely that fucks with you. And I mean, that's, that's something that, that I know people well into the, well into like their fifties and sixties in my family are still dealing with that. You know, I, I, if you disagree with them, they feel like you're somehow you're making a comment on their entire being and they react that way. Like you just attack them personally. And it's like, no, I just disagree with you on this. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, if you want to have a heated debate and, and, and raise our voices about it, we can do it. But that doesn't mean I don't love you at the end of this fucking conversation. doesn't mean I'm not your friend at the end of this conversation. Right. Or you have kind of the flip side of that situation. Somebody that was raised without any actual uh, limits or restrictions and told that, you know, they could do whatever they want and you're the greatest and you're the center of all of the universe and wow that's building the perfect beast right there i've seen the outcome of that a few times that's not pretty for them when they hit adulthood and reality smacks them in the face right so so if you're disagreeing with me it's an attack not because you hate me but because you don't appreciate me <laughs> yeah that's that's more of the narcissist side coming out yeah which and i i don't know these gentlemen and I use the term gentleman very loosely now that I think about it. I probably shouldn't use it at all. But I don't know these fellows. I have no idea their psychological makeup. But I'm going to go ahead and say, at least with the pipe bomb guy, there was a lot of pictures that he, he had of himself on all his social media before that happened. Like, he loved him some him. Yeah. And I kind of think that goes hand in hand with the, I am so fucking special and I am so unique that everybody must hear my point of view. And and not only hear it, but adhere to it. You must agree with me, like you said. And so that's, that's the difference very... between a podcast and being this guy. We just want you to hear it. We don't want you to adhere to it. <laughs> well, I mean, considering that, like, we're pretty much like do drugs, fuck hookers, and you know, throw rocks at, the, at, at government tanks. Yeah, I would say don't live. <laughs> no, don't do any. I mean, well, smoke weed. If you can fuck a stripper once or twice, dude, don't bring her home and don't throw rocks at tanks. Run from a tank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hide. <laughs> That's your best bet. Uh, you know, uh, maybe some ecstasy. I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, Coke never hurt nobody. <laughs> Basically, live the life we're telling you to live. Yes, exactly. It, it, we're <laughs> Keep going. I think you're writing our Bible right now. This yeah, is going no, into right. our manifesto. This is handed down from, from 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 Christopher Hitchens himself to me on tablets, and I'm presenting it to you. Like, <laughs> here, here's our Ten Commandments. No, do those drugs. <laughs> what was it Dennis Leary said in, in his Lock and Load special? He goes, I'm going to rewrite the Ten Commandments. Fuck thou shall not. Thou shall. Don't fuck children. Don't kill people. Don't steal from people. Don't rape people. That's it. That's all you got to do. The rest of the shit, do what you want. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with my daughter this weekend who watched, uh, she binged through all of Sabrina on Netflix, and which isn't a bad show. I was kind of, you know, I saw some of it, but I wasn't really paying attention. But I did notice that there was a lot of Satanism talk in this. Uh so much so that the uh, when I heard that uh, Lucian Greaves is actually going after Netflix 
for false representation and using the Baphomet stat. Because I, I uh, came in the room and I saw that and I was like, oh, that's Baphomet. And my daughter and I started talking about it and I kind of explained to her what the, uh, the Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple is Lucian Greaves, right? Church, yes. of, Church of Satan is another organization. Yeah, that's anyway. uh, that's that's uh, the shaved shaved head guy with the goatee that died. R- right. So okay. uh, so anyway, you know, kind of had a uh, interesting discussion about well, a lot of it was about the two different versions of Satan. You know, the original one that was just a rebel, and then the the newer version that has horns and lives underground. And uh, oh, she, but my daughter asked me. She's like, "Do you believe in God?" I was like, "No." She says, "Well, what does that make you?" Knowing that, like, she has people in her family who do, and that makes you know this person a Christian or this person a Muslim or whatever the fuck whoever's religion is. Makes me a winner, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well." That's an interesting question. I mean, I've used the term atheist before because it's a nice shortcut, uh, but it's and it's a term that people would apply to people who believe like. But it's kind of interesting because, well, what would you call somebody who didn't think the Earth was flat? Is that person a round earther? No, it's just a fucking person, right? The person no, who believes the Earth is flat is a flat earther. No, and people who believe the world's rounder are sheeple, man. Right. They're right. right. So why why does the why is there a term for somebody who doesn't believe in God? Why is there a label for me for not believing what you believe? It, the the term atheist says nothing about my beliefs, right? Other than I don't believe what others believe about religion. Yeah, pretty much atheist is telling you, where is it? I'm a Christian, I'm a Jew, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a Muslim. Okay, we know what you believe. At least ballpark it. We can ballpark it. We know what you believe. Atheist, because you don't believe in God, you don't believe in anything. It's, it's, it's telling you what you, it's, you know, whereas all these other labels tell people where you're coming from. That just doesn't, just tells you what, you, what you're not, what you don't believe in, where you're not coming from. Right. I mean, you may not adhere to all the scriptures and texts and whatnot. You might be cherry-picking your own religion, but at least we have a framework, you know, something to work with. Uh, I don't know. I just, I eschew the term atheist because it's meaningless for me. I don't go around calling myself, well, I'm a round earther. Hey, you guys, you guys are all aware that the earth is round, right? Don't believe this nonsense you see on the internet about flat Earth. I'm a round earther. It's like I ha- there has to be a label for me for taking an opposing side to this. If this, if one side is a belief and I'm anti that, not even anti that, I just don't believe it. Then that puts me on this other side and applies a label to me. And it's kind of where I find myself falling politically. I mean, I if somebody made a supercut of me over the years on this podcast saying what political uh, party or belief I, I align with, it would probably run the gamut, except for, like, ultra-right-wing conservative. <laughs> but I just I don't fall anywhere. Right? Remember that day Aaron was in a Ted Cruz? That was a weird week. 
No, I, I think the I think the strangest thing was after what three months of Trump when we were sitting here talking about like the good old days of W. Yeah, and then we realized what we were doing. and We're like, oh boy, that's how low we've sunk. Wow. Okay. Remember someone would just throw a shoe at the president cool. and then he'd dodge it. Yeah. Remember when the most embarrassing thing about the president is he couldn't speak. <sighs> now we got, got one that speaks too much. But yeah, I. You know, I, I I wanted to ask you something about this at the the new Sabrina show because I came in from work and you were and, and you guys were watching it and I didn't realize what it was. I honestly thought it was haven't they started making like prequel movies to the Harry Potter movies, the Fantastic Beast or whatever the fuck movies? I thought it was yeah. No, those are those are a lot more tame. And I was like, wow, they're mentioning Satan a lot. <laughs> like. <laughs> like for a, like Harry Potter was just like you know J.K. Rowling was like well if you're going to accuse me of it I'm going to do this shit so well, Satan that, everywhere Ozzy Osbourne from 1983 <laughs> was like hey man calm that you shit down, down the Satan shit <laughs> that was the the whole plot of season one was like she's Sabrina's a half witch if you I mean this is a story that goes back to Archie comics but um you know she's she's got a, a witch mother and a and a human father I guess. And but she grows up with witches. She learns witchcraft and all this, <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> sorry. I then she has this kind of like coming of age ceremony thing. You know, she has her C-O-N? Uh, her what? Nothing. Just I'm what? being an idiot. Just continue. <laughs> <laughs> um and. It, it turns out that this ceremony is actually going to be her signing over her soul or whatever to Satan, pledging her allegiance forever, being his bride, some sort of pact that she's supposed to sign in this book, and she refuses to. Uh, she and, it, and it's not like she's anti-Satan, you know. <laughs> she's been a witch it's all she's been learning all this witchcraft she's just like well wait a minute like do we need to get married so she's kind of uh seen as a heretic like she's because she's not buying fully 100 percent into this uh this religion that she's a part of i have so to admit- anyway i don't know did you actually get to a specific question on the show or i'm just well i'm just you have to I have to admit, I'm shocked that one, this is closer to the source material than the Melissa Joan Hart show, obviously. And two, that the source material had this much like oh, no. mention of Satan in it. <laughs> if, no, especially from an Archie comic. I'm starting to think Hooper X's rant. I should have the, the Chase Amy there. was right. <laughs> no, I, I see where you're getting that from, but like no. The her being part witch and part human and you know, raised she lives in a, a small town outside of Riverdale called Greendale, and she knows witchcraft. That's all they took from the Archie comic. Oh, okay, because yeah, I was starting to think like the Archie comic is actually a lot closer to what the the version you saw with Melissa Joan Hart. This was okay. like the dark, gritty reimagining of Sabrina. I mean, right, now, it, didn't, it doesn't come from nowhere. More recent Archie comics have reinvented characters like Sabrina as there's this whole kind of line of Archie comics that are more adult-oriented or about horror. I think Jughead's a werewolf or what have you. You know, I, 
so it they are pulling that kind of from more modern Archie comics, but the original uh, vintage Archie comics, no, that was quite tame. <laughs> I'm just picturing the exchange in Hooper X and 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 and, and uh, uh, Jason Lee's character in in, in, in Chase Name. You are crazy. Archie is not fucking Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> Read between the lines, bitch. <laughs> Why do you think Archie could never decide on Veronica or what's her name? Because he wanted them both at the same time. No, because he wanted to fuck Jughead. That's why he wears that crown, because he's the king of Queen Archie's world. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked, honestly, now that because how long has this show been out on Netflix? Like a week or two, maybe? Yeah, oh, it just came out last weekend. Okay. Yeah, ten episodes. I guess the outrage. I was like, hey, you want to watch building. Sabrina? My daughter didn't even know about it, and I, I knew about it because everyone was talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, so it's a little more mature, but come on, it's Sabrina. How racy can it be? And there's no, like, nudity. There's, I don't even remember anyone swearing. There's some people dying, and there's some kind of, you know... But it's like PG-13 type horror movie shit. Gotcha. But there's just, a lot of serious talk <clears throat> about Satan, Satanism, witches, witchcraft. I mean, yeah. like, there's no... It's not uh, twilighted up. Like, it's grittier than that. Yeah, that's why I, I'm kind of waiting for the, you know, the... You know, the people that were like, oh, this Harry Potter satanic to work themselves, themselves up into, a, like, you know, a froth over this because, oh, man, oh, have you seen, if you think Harry Potter was bad, you seen this new Sabrina? Like, the cat's not even a puppet. Like, it's, it's I, oh, and they talk about Satan, and I, you know it's going to happen eventually. Maybe because it's on Netflix and it's not, like. Well, there's it, some people concerned about it, but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I don't give a shit because if, if, if my kid asked me, hey, you know, what about all this Satan stuff? I'd be like, do you believe in it? No. Is it any different if you watch a show that they're talking about Christianity or Judaism or, or Islam or Buddhism or something? It, it, no. It, it's all bullshit. I mean, well, whatever. Is, <laughs> some of my conversation may have gone over my daughter's head, but I don't dumb shit down from my kids you know i want them to ask questions but this is something that we got into when we were talking back and forth about satanism what it meant and uh, i was like it's kind of interesting that we've the story of, of lucifer right is as i said earlier the rebel really his deal was like you've made you've made us angels and we are closer to God, and then you made these humans down there. They are below us. But yet you gave them the ultimate gift, which is free will. And we who claim, you, you claim to love more even than these people, like we are the closest you can get to God without being God himself. We don't have, we are your slaves. And that's what he was essentially re rebelling against. I mean, again, the later version of like Pitchfork and the long tail, you know, roasting people in hell was all, all made up just to fear monger. But that's the story of Lucifer. It wasn't it. His his sin was not not obeying his God. Well, I think Milton but, captured the, the essence of it the best in Paradise Lost. With it's better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Right. That's basically that tells you in a in a. But, it, 
it doesn't encapsulate everything about the, 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 the character of Satan, but it definitely sums up how he feels right. in one sentence. But it also shows why his story had to change, right? Eventually, we had to change him into, well, he's just evil, and his mission is to try and corrupt everyone else under his side and don't look too deeply into it. Just don't go to hell because you don't want to see him. Because the original story is one in hi- we've seen multiple times in history, and that person is the hero, right? The one who leads the revolution. Lucifer is fucking George Washington. <laughs> He's a terrorist or a freedom fighter, depending on what side you're standing on. Right. Oh, so, I absolutely get that, yeah. I, I don't know. See, this is like somewhere. Oh God! I hope this episode is not the one my Christian family decides to tune yeah, into. Yeah, because they're going to be like, "Oh my God, he's teaching his child to love Satan," and it's like, "No, you're missing the point." But way to way to fundamentalist it up, folks. I'm glad that we can always well, count on you to be the exact same thing you always are. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, we, yes, we were talking about Satanism, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't we always wanna, keep it fun and light here on Unregimented. I could, I could have just said, uh, yeah, they're they're talking about Satan and Satanism, but um, that's all bullshit. None of that's real. Don't worry about it. But instead, I decided to uh, go. Okay, well, yes, given that that is all bullshit, why is this story this story so persistent? What does it mean? Because there. Whether you believe in any of the, of any religion at all, all of it is full of stories that are so important to humans and that tell us something about what is important to us, what our motivations are, you know, what our aspirations are, everything. So I don't like totally poo-poo religion. Like I don't even want to talk about that nonsense because none of it's real. I enjoy talking about. You know, the stories in the Bible with people, just it's hard to have a rational conversation if you're going to believe that all that shit happened. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's where I just kind of. Well, at some point, you knew the cow didn't jump over the moon. Yeah. You know, and you can't. It, I, I hate to say this because I, I have so many, like, deeply religious people in my family, but it's just like. I, I, I can't have a discussion that even might veer off into it right. because it's it's not going to end well. Yeah. Because ultimately, ultimately, with the, the the type of people you can't have that discussion with, this is the reason why. You just want to go, look, you believe what you want, I believe what I want, and I don't give a shit what you believe, so you shouldn't give a shit what I believe. And they're looking at it as, no, it is my job to save you because I don't want to see you suffer eternally. So I'm not going to give up. There is no end to my fight till I draw my last breath. What do you do with a person like that? You can't even have an objective conversation. There's, there's, there's no way there's, there's no way. Well, that kind of leads into the question of, is it an atheist uh, duty to proselytize? You know, it, if you believe that everyone else is believing in nonsense, do you feel some challenge to like bring people over to your side? Oh. No, I mean you right. shouldn't because you know you can't be talked into believing it. Right? I 
Yeah, evangelical anything tends to get on my nerves. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's a popular thought, uh, but I, I think it is out there. Oh no, I, I know some. It's like the the very militant like vegetarians or well, there's if you're a militant vegetarian, you've went vegan basically. So it's like the militant vegans were like, I don't eat meat, I don't use any animal byproducts, and neither should you. Yeah, and it's like, uh, no. This was uh, a, a recent episode of Pendulette's podcast. They talked about this. They did an, an episode where they answered people's questions, and a lot of the questions are about atheists, because Pendulette is a popular atheist. And one of the questions was kind of about that same thing. And his response was that, you know, the the, the difference is whether you think somebody is going to be hurting themselves or, or going to be endangered in some way, right? Meaning that a Christian may proselytize because he believes he is saving someone, right? That person's belief is that this atheist, if they die as an atheist, they're going to, their soul is going to be eternally damned, and I'm trying to prevent that from happening. So there is good intention there. Whereas on the atheist side, you aren't saving anyone. If somebody believes what they believe, and you believe that none of this matters and you're just going to die and <laughs> anyway, and that you, you know that's it, there is no afterlife, then what are you saving them from by trying to convince them of your way of thinking? Well, I, but like I said, there are people who definitely, I have to convince people to think this way, that there is nothing when you die, that And I'm just, those people are as annoying as the people knocking on my door on Saturday morning. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Seriously, just go. That's a watchtower for you. Yeah, Yeah, and I got this flying spaghetti monster pamphlet for you. There, there, there. Now we've exchanged fairy tales. Can, Can we end this relationship? Yeah. See, it's, my issue with religion is not people believing in nonsense. It's peop- and, and it's not nonsense to them. You know, but like I've said, you take everything on faith. Every, if, you take, if you start taking religious texts as the literal word of God, then you have to take a lot on faith that flies in the face of every single provable fact and observable fact we know. And... If you choose to do that with you with yourself, that's fine. I've begrudgingly got to the point where I, I used to look at it like if you shove that shit in your kid's head when they're kids, that's that's child abuse. Like you're 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 lying to your children. Like period. And we're not talking like oh Santa. You you eventually tell them Santa and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are fake, but you still tell them Jesus is real. And it's like come the fuck on, really? Let them fucking come up with their own fucking make their own mind up. Well, you got to raise them up right in God so they stay strong in Christ for their whole life. Oh, so that's what God wants, a bunch of brainwashed people, people who never considered not being a Christian and made the choice to be a Christian. Wouldn't they be a better warrior for Christ? That I mean, if, but, if your religion is that big of a part of your life, then how are you going to shut off that part of your life from your own kids? And you shouldn't. I mean, if you look, it, that's, that's, that's the beauty and the horror of America. You can raise your kids how you want. You can not vaccinate them. You can homeschool them. You can teach them the earth 6,000 years old. Yeah, but look, you, part of what you, when you say raise a kid, what you're doing is helping 
someone find their moral compass in this world? And if how you find your moral compass in this world is through your religion, then you should be teaching that to your kids. That's why I said I've, I've begrudgingly come to the point of I'm like, okay. Because I, 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 have, I have cousins that were raised by very religious parents, and I've talked with them. And privately, when their parents aren't in the room, it's, of course, I don't believe in talking snakes and people coming back from the dead and living in the belly of a giant fish. But they enjoy that connection they have to their family. They're like, but, but I, I don't want to hurt my parents' feelings. Yeah. And consider this, too. I mean, like, I like the fact that this country is becoming less religious, that there are more atheists and more people that are w- willing to speak out, uh, being openly be atheists in this country. But what's replacing it, you know? <laughs> what's replacing it is... Politics. Is politics. Yep. Is Democratic or Republican? It's and, you know, Todd. Todd brought it up many times. The, the, a lot of people's new religion is the state. Yeah, I think I said that first, but anyway. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, <laughs> look, it doesn't matter who said it first. I'm just saying, Todd really latched onto that thought and beat it, beat beat that drum for like quite a few weeks in a row. Right. On and, here. and so we shouldn't examine so much people's beliefs as we should their behavior because the be i mean sure you could maybe convince somebody that there is no god you know but probably only those who haven't thought about it too hard anyway but what uh, you know that that person is still going to harbor the same beliefs about everything basically right they just won't have some religious justification for it, right? There's, it's not like going hand in hand with not believing in God means believing in progress. Just like being atheist has nothing to do with being a liberal. You can just as easily be conservative. So I, if you, that like, was one I, the- I'm with Bill Maher in the way that like, I don't like what a lot of things have been done in the name of religion. I think that it's used to, to spread a lot of fear and lies and, and misinformation and, but none of that necessarily goes away if you remove religion from the equation. If you remove the ancient texts, if they all just suddenly disappear from everyone's memory and uh, from existence, you're able to like go back in time and wipe it. You would have probably the same behavior, just these fervent beliefs in in well, else. like in, in fucking Egyptian times and Roman times, like yeah, we elected you, but we elected you because you're God. <laughs> you are the God now. See the, pro- the and when problem- you die, someone else will be God. <laughs> One of the major problems with all of this is that no matter what, what if you're if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're if the state is your religion, if your political party is your religion, it, it, I. I the the more and more I think about it, it's just human nature to want to be, if you're not on top, you want to claim some sort of victimhood. And it's like I, so many Christians in my family and, and that I talk to that are friends, you know, oh, we're so persecuted. And I'm like, you're so per what would it be like people come to your door and throw like, you know, severed sheep's head and shit. And like, you know, 
you stupid fucking Christians, you Christ-loving cocksuckers. And they're like, no, they disagree with me. Well, that's not a that's not being oppressed. Someone going, I don't agree with you, is an oppression. And it, we once you fully, deeply drink of the Kool-Aid, that's where you end up. Why? Because you need that enemy to fight against. You need the other to fight against. And the left is great at it. They're so good at it that if if they no longer have an enemy presenting themselves up to be the bad guy, they will create one and, and ostracize people from their own ranks to make one. And, I mean, religion did it first, and they did it just as well. How many offshoots of Catholicism are there? Why? Because one group of Catholics want to do one thing. This group of Catholics says you can't. Fine. We're no longer Catholic. We're whatever the fuck. You know, we're, we're what is what is the big one I'm thinking of? We're Martin Luther. Lutherans. Put the, Lutherans, thank you, yes. You know, shit like that. Baptist. You figure now, you figure a bunch of people who believe in hellfire and brimstone, and like that's what they're preaching about, could all get together and commiserate with and, 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 and pat themselves on the back for not burning in hell like the rest of us fucking heathens. No, they gotta split up. We got the first Baptist and we got the Southern Baptist and and you got the Pentecostal Baptist. You know, those are people rolling around on the floor and talking in tongues, and the first Baptist looked down on them, and the Southern Baptist looked at it's just it's just I guess it's just human nature. And it's just something that I don't get because I don't have that in me. I don't want to be completely at odds with an, with an, another group of people over an idea or a, a, a belief. But so many people want to that it doesn't matter what you give them. You give them religion, they'll find a way to argue amongst themselves. You give them the religion that is the state, you give them law, you give them political parties, they'll find a way to fight amongst themselves and to make the other guy the you know, he's the devil, and he wants to take from you, and fear, 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 fear. You know, that's something that I, I, I haven't really noticed in a while now, but remember when, like, political ads told you the stance of the person that was paying for the ad? Now all political ads do is attack their opponent. And, yeah, that's always been there, but that is the rule now. Sometimes I don't even know whose ad I'm listening to. I just know that they are anti-progressives or anti-Trumpers, you know, whatever you want to call them. And I and it, until it gets to the end, and it, I'm so and so, and I approve of this message. I don't even know who the fucking ad's for, but I can tell you what the ad's against. And we revel in that, we wallow in that, we like that. So that is a flaw in our fucking makeup. At least that's how I look at it, because it gets us nowhere. We're still chasing our tail. We're just not. We're, we're not willing to kill each other over. Well, some of us are willing to kill each other over religion. But it's quickly getting to the point where you have more and more people like, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Civil War. And I'm looking at him like, you know what? Fuck it. Go ahead. Just don't come on my fucking property because I'm shooting anybody that comes on my property. You want to kill each other? Kill each other in the streets. Let the streets run red with you, you, the idiot blood that's in both of you morons. I don't care. Leave me the fuck out of it. Because ultimately, what have, what have we ever done in human history? That's where it ends up. There's never been a, a completely peaceful society. No, Rich, you have to choose your fighter, and there's only two choices, Antifa or Proud Boys. Which one do you support? Oh, God. Can I click that none of the above box that we were talking about earlier? <laughs> and See, Antifa's got, like, like moldy, like moldy locks. And, you know, like, you know, guys that make me look like I'm, like, thin. Moldy locks? Yeah, you know. The, you know. Moldy locks. 
they're the hippie bitches that don't shave and then they got like nasty dreadlocks and the kool-aid dreads yeah you know and the pussy hair so long they can braid it make it pippy long stocking pussy and shit i mean it's like it's no joke i've seen it (laughs) it's a whole genre of porn (laughs) (laughs) and it's like i don't i don't i can't deal with that but then on the alt-right it's like oh so like it's the proud boys when you were, we were talking about them a few episodes ago, I was like, just thinking, like, just fucking get it over with. Just have sex with each other. It's okay. <laughs> it is 2018. No one gives a shit but you. <laughs> it is not a problem for anybody else. I know. Like, when I, <laughs> maybe it's the gay in me, but when I hear proud boys, I think of a bunch of dudes with boners. <laughs> <laughs> When I think of Proud Boys, I think of a gayer version of the Duran Duran song Wild Boys. It, it, the video looks more like Frankie Goes to Hollywood than a Duran Duran video. Like, Proud Boys. Yes, we're proud. We have to end yeah, it yeah. here, right? Everyone now has the mental image of all the Proud Boys fucking each other. Doing elephant walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Gavin McInnes' beard just drenched in cum. There you go. There's a period on the end of that sentence. Good night. Yeah. We're on Twitter at UnregimentedPod. Email the show. Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. That's about it. If you're new, welcome to the show. If you're a returning listener, tell a friend. Tell us it keeps getting bigger. And we'll catch you next week. Vote. Sure. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.